0: Hey y'all, this is Friends Off Topic. Every week we release an episode about a movie chosen by you guys, our listeners. Every Tuesday we have our movie voting up on our Facebook page, Friends Off Topic Podcast. Spoiler alert, we retell the movie working in facts about the actors, trivia about the movies lots of off-topic things that we find interesting, or rabbit holes and deep dives that we go down while researching the movie. Send us questions and comments to friendsofftopic at gmail.com or message us on Facebook. We love to hear from you. And we do shout-outs to our participating audience members. We get our facts compiled from Wikipedia, IMDb, that's the Internet Movie Database, actor interviews director commentary and if it's from somewhere else on the internet we will let you know our source all right friends get out your sunblock silver and cigarettes because this week we watched blade they smoked a lot in that movie i didn't even notice
1: really Oh, i did Yeah,
0: I didn't. This is one of those movies where I guess I didn't notice how much they smoked. Steven (laughs) Dorff smoked like the whole time. And the whole time I was like, do vampires, can vampires smoke? I thought about that too. The nicotine, does it do anything?
2: Eh, Maybe he just does it to look cool.
0: I guess if they can get blood diseases and stuff, then it could. Nicotine does stuff to your blood, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Who's a nicotine expert? Nope,
2: not me. Maybe it curbs Mm. their hunger. <laughs> oh. That's why he's so skinny. Yes, Took the
1: vapes it. out of the gas stations. Um, oh, they did. Yeah. Why?
2: Completely. I don't know.
1: How do you, you have to go to the smoke shops? That's what I we're know. thinking. We don't know. I just we went to the gas station just now and they didn't have any. They're
2: like all gone. Mm,
0: yeah.
1: That's weird. I know. So you have
0: to be 21 to get. Them. I wonder why. I don't know. I'm going to be stuck on them. that now. Yeah the power of an immortal the soul of a human the heart of a hero sometimes it takes one to kill one so I remember going to see this at the movies so I was probably like uh 13 or 14 when this come out 98 yeah I was 18 18
1: 1998 we watched it on Hulu that's also on Max
2: yeah we wanted to know what you did in 98.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I just started high school. <laughs> you don't remember
0: watching Blade for no. the first time? No. Oh, okay. Mm. I remember how
1: hot I thought Stephen Dorff was. That's, yes, I did. I thought yeah. he was super cute. He this does is now of, when I watched it. Mm-mm. He
2: gives off like those. Um, he's got
1: greasy hair.
2: Yeah. yeah. Like I was going to say, he's like a band guy. Like, that was he like, gives off
0: band guy vibes. A theme in the movie of messy yeah. hair. It's a whole theme.
2: That was the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. That's when messy hair kind of became a thing. People started like cutting oh, their yeah, hair the with, stuff. with dog clippers and shit. I don't know. Oh, really? You know, like when they started like really chopping out their hair, hmm. give your hair 20 layers and fuck it up for life. Emo. Emo. <laughs> I remember one time Crystal got drunk at her house like way back in the day and ended up getting a mohawk
0: in the living room.
1: Oh, yeah. I did.
0: Yep. Still has a mohawk too. No, I cut it off. That's she not a mohawk no, that you she have right cut now. It off. It's all clean. Oh shit! I know. <laughs> I noticed that, sexy Nick. Oh, it looks good both ways. What made you do that?
1: Uh, around this unruly- time of the year, I get annoyed with it mm. every time. Every time. Every year.
0: Mm. Well, that's good because you have enough time to grow it back
1: mm-hmm. later on. Mm.
0: So I don't remember a lot about two and three, but like I remember Ryan Reynolds in number three. Yeah, two is weird. I don't remember anything about two, three. I
2: thought was pretty really good. Really I was gonna say, from vampires. my understanding, three was the one everyone liked the
1: most. Yeah, I like from everything Biel I read. In Was that Trinity yeah. or whatever? Yes. It was a hot people movie. It also
2: was made by someone different, right? Yeah. Del Toro or whatever. Is he the one? He did the second one or third one? Oh, I don't Guillermo. or whatever? Yeah, oh, I thought I he know. did like the third one.
0: He probably did. I feel like I might remember a little bit about that. Yeah. Oh, and then I remember we also went to the movies and saw that other vampire movie, John Carpenter's Vampires. Had that guy, Valak. I did
2: not see it in the theaters. I remember it being kind of lame. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was. It had a vampire named Valak in it. Valak. I do remember that. I remember that because I named my pet duck Valak. <laughs> Your pet duck. <laughs> That's how cool I was. Okay. I was, imagine my mom dealing with that. What is this duck's name? Valak. <laughs> <laughs> great james woods was the main character in that one so what's our what are we doing first the why to watch the synopsis yeah
1: it is literally always whatever you want the synopsis uh, it's really whatever why don't i remember <laughs> a half mortal half immortal is out to avenge his mother's death and rid the world of vampires The modern-day technology-advanced vampires he is going after are in search of his special blood type needed to summon an evil god who plays a key role in their plan to execute the human race. Do you find on purpose the spoiler? Synopsis. (laughs) synopsis because <laughs> yes. they tell like you the
0: one that annoys Joel the most
1: <laughs> i do try
0: i mean it is from 1998 but i feel like even going into it not knowing i would not like to know that they needed his blood because i don't think they really
1: said it till the end did they they didn't yeah yeah it's kind of a surprise this movie is brooding gruesome and gripping brooding like yeah. a teenager mm-hmm. Brooding. so it got a 7.1 out of 10 on imdb 58% tomato meter and a 78% audience score. So people like it. The audience, not the uh, not the critics, critics. Cisco and Eber liked it.
0: Uh Eber brought up the Crow Men in Black spawn. They kind of made fun of it. How um of course it has How would a, they bring up the well I guess the martial arts part of it. The martial the trench coat, the martial I arts. I you. don't know, that's just what they brought that's up. It's weird that that's where they went. The Men in Black spawn. I don't know, he didn't wear a trench coat. I don't know. That's just what they were talking about. Well, Star I know the whole Men in book. Black
2: thing, it has to do with the comic books. Like, they oh, talked I about, know like, that. all the comic books were coming out at the time, and, like, Blade was supposed to be the one that opened the door oh. to Marvel's comic book but franchise. Men in Black is the comic mm-hmm. book? I had yep. no idea. I know. I have found that out. Like, and it was coming out around the same time. I don't know hmm. if it really did or not i didn't read too much into it i started talking comic books and i would oh, i wasn't going there over my brain can't i went there oh. it is it's too much i was, I was like comic deep. books is like crystal's thing i think <laughs> i just I like comic books a little no bit, i meant really your thing, thing as far as like what you cover on this podcast um, books and stuff yeah, i mean I, I, got, so I was
0: leaving that to somebody else i info. looked it up a little and uh, i was in deep <laughs> oh but they uh they said you know of course it had a secret layer a villain martial arts and a cop apocalyptic conflict they both compared it to armageddon for some reason saying it was better than arm they're what? like yeah I-, I thought of that too it was better than armageddon is what the other one said <laughs> it's like a completely different realm from arm like you can't even compare one to the other i don't know that's what they brought up That's, they said this one was shameful better because it was more consistent with the action and all. And then at the end of the clip, I heard one of them say, ladies, if you're going on a date, take them to see Waterboy and then break up with them if they like it. (laughs) What? I don't know. I thought that was pretty important to know. That's good advice. (laughs) Was Waterboy out at this time too? I guess. I don't know. I like that one too. Baba Boucher takes place and you know, it's all about our neighborhood. Yeah. Crystal loves it. It's right down the road from her. She hates all
1: Adam Sandler movies. No, I don't. Mm. Not all of them. Just I could understand. A lot of them. I find him annoying for the most part. Yeah, (laughs) he can be. (laughs) Who's our writer? Director. What is it? Director. Stephen Norrington, who did The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, Death Machine, and The Last Minute. And that was, these are the only four movies he directed. What was Death Machine? I don't know. Wasn't Hmm. that a race car one? No, that's Death Proof. that's also called death, death race death, death race yeah, yeah oh yeah a good one writer mm. was david s goyer who did the dark knight man of steel jumper and some other stuff that i didn't find notable is death Ma- death machine the chick with the gun for a leg right that is literally what she just said oh and it's not death proof <laughs> it's planet terror yeah
0: that's the other one okay with rose Ma- i like that one with rose mcgowan
1: yeah it's a good one mm-hmm their budget was forty five million. Damn! And the worldwide gross was one hundred and thirty one million. Hmm. I
0: don't right. know what they spent the forty five million on.
1: It had some sequels. That
0: suit. Yeah. <laughs> lots of leather.
1: Blade two, Blade Trinity, Blade the series, which only which came out in two thousand and six and only had one season, and they had two video games that came out in 2000, 2002. I saw that they had a new one coming out. I didn't write anything about it. I don't know anything about it either. I think it
0: got canceled or something.
2: Okay, so as far as what I have as like the whole comic book shit is, Blade was Marvel's second big screen venture after 1986's Howard the Duck.
1: Hmm. Yeah, love that movie. Of course you do.
2: I do too. That was like I've never seen it. That was the very first movie I ever went to the theaters to see. I will never forget it. All right, so. The next one was like some My Little Pony bullshit, but oh, Howard the Duck one.
1: was what I went and saw first. <laughs> Blade was created by Marv Wolfman and penciler Gene Col- Colon? Colon. I didn't Not colon. Colon. say colon. It's Colon. His first appearance was in the comic book The Tomb of Dracula, number 10, as a supporting character, but later went on to star in his own storylines was retroactively established to be a Dompier, which is a mythical creature that is a result of a union between a vampire and a human.
0: Yeah, I saw uh, Morbius bit him and turned him into a... Morbius was like a
1: lab-made vampire. Yeah. I remember the movie. Vampire. It was
0: pretty good. I don't know anything about any of it.
1: I was in deep when
0: I started reading this comic book stuff.
1: <laughs> Do you know his abilities? <laughs> yes. He's a master martial artist. No. Skilled swordsman and marksman, what? highly highly knowledgeable about vampire lore, superhuman strength, speed, agility and stamina, enhanced senses, accelerated healing, immunity to both vampire bites and vampire hypnosis, slowed aging and ability to sense supernatural creatures. Mm.
0: Supernatural. (laughs) I do love that. So I read that um, David Fincher was maybe going to direct it, but then he didn't for some reason, but he still kind of um, helped develop the script and stuff. You know? Cool. Mr. Seven. Mr. Seven. (laughs) Yeah. So I read about some awards for this movie at the MTV Movie Awards. The 1999 host was uh, Lisa Kudrow. (laughs) Hmm. Will Smith performed Wild Wild West. Wow. I remember that. And Robbie Williams did that Millennium song. That performed it. He was weird. He was weird. I remember that. Because <laughs> you know, it was like it was almost 2000. You know who one of the yeah. other performers was? Mm, Prince. Kid Rock. Oh. With with that song. Who wants to say it? With what song? He came out with a couple. The one. Ball I don't even know how it goes. It's pronounced.
2: Ball with the ball. Ball <laughs> what? I
0: don't, I don't even know what a is ball that, is. is.
2: Is that ball or ball
0: with a W? Ball. Like, get over there, ball. 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 Got you. Ball. Ball with the ball. That's the one. So, <laughs> Stephen Dorff got best villain for this movie. He tied with Matt Dillon and There's Something About Mary. And he was up against Chucky from Bride of Chucky. Jet Lee from Lethal Weapon 4, and Rose McGowan in Jawbreaker. Those were the best villains. Steven Dorff just reminded Matt me of Dylan a bratty a little kid. In Something About Mary.
2: That's weird. How I never. You, I consider him a
0: villain. Okay. I don't know. It's whoever MTV thought was She's Just hot. a dick. What, Crystal? Got you. Go ahead. Oh, uh,
1: sorry. I was interrupted. Yeah. That was my brain. <laughs> he just reminded me of a bratty little kid, Steven Dorff, during this whole movie.
0: Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. He kept was stomping his feet. <laughs> Full-blown um, human tantrums, like yes. man tantrum, the whole movie. Uh, Wesley Snipes was nominated for Best Fight, but he didn't win. He was up against Antonio Banderas versus Catherine Zeta-Jones from The Mask of Zorro. Yeah. Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker versus The Chinese You're gang. definitely losing to Jackie Chan no nope that was not the winner who was the winner was ben stiller versus puffy the dog from what? there's something about mary
2: we're all on crack
0: <laughs> i don't even what I'm, is happening I that was a really big movie at the time though i never there's even saw like, it real real characters talent yeah. and then there's just like spoofs ben stiller and puffy the dog get out of here it's mtv I don't um, like it. So they filmed this in L.A. and around Death Valley. And a lot of it was filmed in what was formerly the Redkin Shampoo Factory in Kanoka Park. So, Shampoo Factory.
2: I wonder if it smells good in there. Probably. Essence
0: of just forever. Probably a little greasy in there. Maybe. Used a lot of wax and stuff back then. <laughs> so this was in 1998. Let's talk about... What was happening? Love it. On the peoplehistory.com, It's where I got most of my info, Google search engine was founded. The FDA. Love it. Yes. I where use would it, my life be? I use it a thousand times a day. I feel like I'm running around with my own little encyclopedias. Oh, yeah. In one small phone. And I have to know phone. every useless piece of information yes. throughout the day. Yes. The FDA approved Viagra. Bill Clinton. And useless. Bill Clinton did not have (laughs) sexual relations with that woman. Definitely not. Depends on what the meaning of the word is, is. Yes, right. (laughs) (laughs) That's
2: when we learned
0: that you can skew any word. You can do anything. (laughs) The average income, $38,000. The monthly rent, $619. Uh, That's pretty great. Gas was $1.15. Stamps, $0.32. Bread, $1.26 eggs 88 cents some of the toys they had a amfn blast box cd player by nickelodeon i don't remember this thing I at all. i don't even know what you're talking it was 129 dollars Was like a cd player like a yeah like a walkman no it was it was like a boom box but like a oh. smaller purple nickelodeon one mm, not okay. great no. talking barney furby annoying yeah <laughs> spice girls dolls were the second best seller and that was when they came out with the new $20 bills that were like really fake looking. I remember
2: oh, that. I do remember that. Yeah. It looked like Monopoly money.
0: Yeah. Really, really fake looking. Um, And Apple Computer re-unveiled the iMac. Some of the popular movies were Armageddon, Titanic, Saving Private Ryan, Godzilla, There's Something About Mary. Of course. A Bug's Life, Deep Impact, Mulan, Dr. Doolittle, Shakespeare in Love, Lethal Weapon 4. All right. The Avengers, The Mask of Zorro, The Wedding Singer. Mm. So I have a little game about the popular mu- musicians okay. of that time. We're going to see how well y'all know the 90s. You only get one word clue. Okay. Alright, so you get a one word clue only. You're guessing the musician that was popular in 1998. Okay. Titanic. Sleeing down. Tub thumping. Chumbawamba. Mm-hmm. Tourniquet. She's so good at this. This is Blink-182 or some shit.
2: Mm-hmm. That one was
0: Marilyn Manson. Oh. Nimrod. Green Day. Lars. Metallica. Metallica. Bly. Ply. Sugar Ray. Ply. Mm-mm. Pearl Jam. Those are good guesses. This was a hard one to think of one word. The Offspring. Uh-oh. Oh, for a white guy. Yeah. zig zig
1: that's one word, right?
0: That's uh, Spice <laughs> Girls. Armageddon.
1: Aerosmith. Oh, yeah. Ironic. Aerosmith. Alanis Morissette.
0: She's so good
1: at Impressa. No. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Shaggy.
0: Um, no. Shania Twain. Look. Oh. That don't impress right. me much. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Santeria. Mm.
1: Sublime good job wow, my brain did i knew who it was mm-hmm. michael jackson
0: <laughs> <laughs> keep going oh what? <laughs> what do you mean keep going it's i thought that was a good clue janet jackson oh okay oh mm. so that was our little game what do you think that was fun fun yeah. make your brain go Man, Crystal
2: is always, like, I am terrible with names, and she's always so fast. I know, I am, That's why I always get so drunk when I play trivia games (laughs) with her. (laughs) You need something to do. No, because it's like, if you get it wrong, or you don't know, you better better drink, so the more drunk you get, the worse it gets.
0: I wouldn't have known them. I lose all the time. Right into the movie. Yeah. We're doing good. We did all the things Crystal needed to do. I think so. All right. So... We open the film with some text letting us know the year is 1967. We see a woman being wheeled into a hospital and she's bleeding from the neck. We can see that she's not doing well and then we see she's pregnant. The staff says they're going to do a C-section. They do one and it's pretty intense. They take the baby away and we hear a flatline noise as the mother is reaching out for the baby. Now we see a beautiful red-haired lady with a dude speeding off to a meat locker plant butcher factory yeah i had no clue i don't know what that place is the guy has one of those backwards hats on like date mike y'all didn't watch the office did you Mm -mm, not it's like a beret not enough for reference it's a really ugly hat i just put it was a warehouse party that's (laughs) a good way to put it so they go in and we see there's a rave going on in the back we see lots of people dancing you know raving We see this blonde pigtailed woman in a white bra. They keep showing her, you know, vampires got to wear all white. How else would you see all the blood? The redheaded woman is now dancing with the blonde woman. Hat guy from the beginning finds her, but the blonde lady pushes him off. We see a clip of Stephen Dorff walking by with his snot hairdo. (laughs)
1: Looks
0: to me like you just wipe your nose and keep going to fix your hair. He also shoves hat guy. Don't feel bad for him. He's got on that douchey hat. And now we see a drop of blood drip on his hand. The redheaded woman was Tracy Lords. Her real name is Raquel Nora Louise Kuzma. All right. She was, y'all remember her, right? Tracy Lords? Yes. She was on Roseanne. She had a techno album called 1000 Fires. The song was on Mortal Kombat. It was called Control. Y'all need to listen to it. I recognized it immediately. The rest of the songs weren't that good. She also has a book called Underneath It All. You going to read it, Crystal? What? Tracy Lord's
1: book? No, I'm going to read this note. Read it. (laughs) Tracy Lord's was a late addition to the film and ended up being an epiphany to the filmmakers. She was exactly right for the role. It really sets up this world and how arrogant and sexy and she embodied all of that. Her boyfriend at the time plays the large guard at the entrance to the rave.
0: Oh, okay. That's
1: cool. She was really good. I thought
0: she was in it more whenever I started looking her up. To do her info. She's only in a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I read her past, do y'all remember like her stuff that went on? Not really. No. So she was like a porn star in the um 80s and 90s, I think. Um her mom left her with her stepdad and basically he groomed her to do nude modeling and stuff. He brought her into um that and fuck. oh, it's terrible. Brought her into brought her into an office at the age of 15 with a fake ID. Um, and he brought her to porn agent Jim South. He confirmed in various interviews that it was the stepdad, Roger Hayes, who brought the 15 year old into his office. This was in 1984. Awkward. Nobody, yes, nobody questioned the stunning woman child who signed on as a figure model. It eventually led to adult films. Uh, she had a rebellious attitude and stunning looks, and she shot to stardom quickly in the X rated world. Then in 1986, the story broke about her age. They found like her real ID or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, she was never punished, which she shouldn't be. You know, she was 15. Yeah, no, her dad should have been punished. Uh, her step It was her yeah. step and her mom. Mm-mm. She was never punished herself, but she had to pay taxes on the income and all the films were destroyed. Uh, she made a really nice career for herself, though. That was all from her IMDb bio. And now she lives in California with her son and husband of 20 years. Cool. So I thought that was a little interesting backstory on her. Yeah. So now we meet Guy in a fishnet shirt and cowboy hat. He's making out with one woman and another woman is trying to take a nap in his lap. He keeps pushing her head back down. It's pretty rude. (laughs) 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 Why are you laughing? (laughs) No reason. I don't know what he was doing. Uh, this guy is Donald Logue. Did y'all ever watch Grounded for Life? Yes. I loved it. Loved it. The whole yeah. time I was watching him in the show, I was like, I don't like it. Like, why are you doing bad things? Yeah, he was <laughs> so gross in this movie. Yeah. Um, he was in What We Do in the Shadows as well. And so was Wesley Snipes. It was like a show about vampires. It had 8.6 stars. I it's on Hulu. Was, I thought that was a neat coincidence that they were both on it. And they were both in the vampire movie. Did you watch right. it? Crystal?
1: No. No, because it's dumb. Oh, it's dumb.
0: <laughs> I don't know anything about it. So his role in this movie was supposed to be a lot smaller, but he was really funny and ad-lipped a lot of lines and they left them in. I thought he was pretty gross in this movie when I watched it as a teen. Deadly. Didn't he start out as a like, comedian or something? Oh, I don't remember. I don't know. Maybe so. Um, One of the club patrons, you gotta know this, very important, was a star on teletubbies get out <laughs> they were on all the new ones and the video game it was the purple one tinky winky he did the voices just there mark heenan he was also a trapeze artist in freddie got fingered the one that oh okay. the tom green movie yeah and he was scotty in requiem for a dream
2: Mm-mm. so okay. interesting right
0: yeah it's great
2: i'm trying to think of him in
0: this movie It was just a random club patron. Yeah. Okay. I thought that was interesting when I scrolled through to read about all the cast. Mm -hmm. So now we see Hat Guy again. Everyone in the crowd is raising their hands up for something to happen. We zoom in on the DJ and he's got a handmade giant sign behind him that says bloodbath. The sprinklers start spraying blood on everyone in the crowd. The hat guy doesn't like it, but everybody else is really into it. Yeah, he looks like he wants (laughs) to
2: vomit and everyone else is fanging out.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) They love it. Uh, The redhead from the beginning says, what's wrong, baby? And now we see that she's got fangs. He is wishing he had noped out of this meat party factory right? party. <laughs> yes. He is now the meat party. <laughs> Everyone around him is covered in blood and making vampire noises, and they start beating him up on the ground. He falls in the blood. It's all pretty cool, actually, seeing it all splash up. I thought this was a cool scene. He crawls to get away with blood water splashing everywhere, and he crawls up to a figure all in black. The figure is Blade. The party stops in its tracks and everyone whispers to each other about how it's Blade the Daywalker. The room splits into humans and vampires and Cowboy Hat gets up from the couch. Everything looks like it's about to get real intense. Someone charges at him and he blows them away with what must be a fancy vampire killing gun. A crazy vampire lady screams and grabs some swords and charges at him. He continues to blow people away with the gun. Tracy Lord says she's going to rip his fucking head off and he punches her in the face. And then when she gets up, I guess he hits her in the crotch. I didn't get what happened there. And then he blows her away as well. Some of these
2: action scenes happen so fast. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, okay, Jet Li. Yeah, I had to pause it
0: because it was quick. Some of them go on a little long to me. Um, the whole time, the DJ kept things going with all the music. There's lots of gun and lots of guns and fighting. The blonde woman and the DJ both shoot at Blade, and then some other people slash vampires, I guess, arrive all in black to fight as well. Cowboy hat guy returns with them and all the people in black, and he tells them, fuck him up, bad." <laughs> They all surround him. Uh, I think their weapons are maybe like some large barbecue skewers. I okay. don't know what they were. <laughs> and they fight each other in this tiled bathhouse, I guess. Hmm. He kills them all with his handy slicing silver boomerang. That he, boomerang was cool. It was cool. I had to watch that scene twice. That kind of reminded me of like a, a Batman thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is like, a, I think Batman did have something like that. Yeah, something. He kicks the shit out of Donald Logue, but he lets him live. And then he shoots him with a silver stake in each shoulder. We see that Hat Guy survived. He is cowering in a corner. Blade tells the cowboy Hat Guy his name is Quinn, we find out. He's tired of chopping him up. We'll try fire for a change. <laughs> he sets him on fire and leaves as the police and fire brigade, fire brigade arrive. That's a mouthful. Yes. So the Blade character is played by Wesley Snipes. He was in uh, the Michael Jackson music video for Bad. I thought that was cool. I didn't know that. I looked up some of his backstory and before acting, he did performing arts in high school. He was in a group called and Street Stuff. It was like a theater group. They did puppetry. And that
2: sounds <laughs> so silly.
0: Strutton. Yes. yes. I didn't know where this was going with the Strutton Street Stuff. I can't even say that. I found, <laughs> I'll have to post a picture of it. Like he confirmed it. I couldn't find a lot of info about it, but there was a picture of it on Twitter. Um. It sounds like he has a really broad character that he could use. A character range besides just playing tough guys. Probably why he was so good in Wong Fu. Yeah. He also wrote a novel. In 2017, he released Talon of the God, a novel described as a spiritual thriller about a warrior named Talon who teams up with a doctor to stop a demon from taking over Earth. It was co-written with Ray Norman, and it got positive, critical reviews. USA Today called it a pretty entertaining supernatural e- adventure. You want to read it, Crystal? I'll write it down for you. It's called Talon of God. You're not going to read it? It was Wesley Snipes' book that he wrote. No, I'm not going to fucking read that shit. It got good reviews.
2: So just a little <laughs> tidbit, just only because you mentioned Michael Jackson. I had read that um, he did a cameo in the second Blade. They Michael Jackson? Cutting it out. He was supposed to do a cameo. He was
0: going to be a pimp oh. vampire where's my um no card <laughs> somewhere on the ground over there uh. <laughs> you have to make a new one
2: yeah he was supposed to be a pimp vampire Ew. at uh house of pain mm. but he dropped out due to scheduling conflicts that would have been It just cool made me see. think of that when you said something about Michael Jackson. I was like, "Oh, he was supposed to be in the second one." But I
0: love that tidbit. I've never uh, heard anything like that. I think that. we should yeah. start discussing dude, I just our am- snacks.
2: I just imagined him being a p- pimp vampire.
0: Oh, like <laughs> on, on air. We need to uh discuss what you're eating.
1: Yes. Why? <laughs> because they're so good. <laughs> just oh, ate, oh, those were good. I just ate this whole bag <laughs> of Brims Zesty Ranch flavored rings. They're freaking delicious. There's the whole be bag like onion is rings, gone.
2: but they're ranch.
1: Yeah. Okay. I think I got
0: some. They're like bunions, but
1: not. And a Dr Pepper zero. Those are good. Those chips were cheap, too. They were $1.89. I don't know how much they were, but I ate the whole fucking thing. Joelle has already them down at that in my brain. price. Like, okay. She hasn't found
2: chips cheaper than two doll hairs, so. That's
0: right. That's so good. I gotta write them all down. <laughs> Friends off topic. That's right. We need to know all of Crystal's snacks. Anything else, Crystal? I also
1: brought Jim Beam Classic Highball bourbon and seltzer.
0: Tell us all about it.
1: I haven't drank it yet. So wow. it has as 105 calories. We do need to know what you're munching on since we hear it. Zesty <laughs> Ranch
0: Brim Rings.
2: What are you eating? Oh, um, I'm not so happy with my treat. <laughs> but please tell everyone what it is. Don't name the brand. Just
0: tell us about Okay,
2: it. so I found chicken skin cracklings in a bag. And I've had them fresh from like
0: meat markets and stuff like we're that we're from louisiana we like crackling yeah we so
2: i was like oh i'll i'll try these and the very first one i pulled out had feathers on it probably like 10 feathers it's, they're still soft we it's, passed mm-hmm. it around and petted it <laughs> and now i'm not so happy with my treat but i have a backup nutty bar um to go with my pineapple infused wine
1: oh <laughs> pineapple that's what we're snacking on today I don't know I put my cookies and cream brownie in my giant christmas tree oh, you
2: left it on the counter i do believe so we'll have to take a break I'm gonna have for the to leave best eventually oh okay
0: <laughs> i'm snacking on green tea is that your spicy sweet and spicy what is it no this one's just energy green tea it's pretty good oh okay one of the secrets okay. One of the secrets to green tea is you don't want to brew it too long.
2: Did you know you can tan your bladder if you drink too much green or black tea? Who's going to know?
0: It like fucks you
2: up though. Like your bladder, st- it leads to like incontinence and stuff. What?
0: Like if that's like, yeah.
1: I thought tea was good. All tea good. Lots of tea good.
2: Yeah. Not if <laughs> that's all you drink. Oh
1: you can Why actually are you, looking at me like you that? sounded like the lady from mrs doubtfire that can, was trying to interview for the job
2: <laughs> I am me jump. no do windows
0: <laughs> tea good that's what i thought i was switching to tea yeah i know
2: but you can tan your bladder that's, and it'll lead to incontinence like it,
1: where's your yeah. source Cite is, your source I need some good info here cite your source it's from like this herbalist i follow an herbalist yes i don't i don't believe it
2: she stated that give me like, a reputable sometimes doctor. it's best to have a natural herbalist in your life what because, did
1: dr oz say
2: because this woman had been dealing he is
1: worse <laughs> i know oh.
2: <laughs> dealing with all these problems and going to doctors and stuff and they were treating her with all these harsh medicines and stuff and she finally went to an herbalist and found out the herbalist because the doctor's not always going to ask like what do you drink every day? Or, you know, like stuff like that. And that's how they found out that she had tanned her bladder and her body <laughs> an t- stopped working. How properly. did they find <laughs> out it was tanned? There's like there's like I
1: don't <laughs> know. It's like I, just need, I need to know. It's a thing that this can an happen. Actual question. How do you find out that your bladder is tanned? I don't know. I didn't find
2: out about having a denominiosis till they opened me up and actually took my uterus out your bladder is definitely tanned that is the only oh yeah it's coffee tanned i know
0: <laughs> oh how much <laughs> coffee can you have safely i have a lot of coffee
2: there's probably like you're probably not supposed to have more than two cups i don't really know it's like bad for gut health and stuff but i drink that shit all day i need it i love it i truly love it i'm probably gonna go home and drink a cup of coffee mm, i've got some in the kitchen
0: yeah you don't even have to go home
1: <laughs> there we go so i don't know though do you have peasant coffee if you have community she ain't gonna drink it Um, oh she has community (laughs) it's the worst one (laughs) community's coffee is disgusting i
2: I, I like it i can drink it if you have like some cocoa or something
0: for me to throw
1: down real coffee
0: it tastes brown to me. Enjoy yeah, your hot it bean, bean water. Like brown. It is hot bean water. It just tastes brown. I also to me. have some K cups from Sam's, but it can't be any worse oh, than these I chicken feathers. They're McCafe.
1: Oh, those, I, those I are good. I don't like McCafe. I do. I had a <laughs> I had a mocha frappe. Is that what they call them there? A frappe. I don't know. Like I drink don't. real coffee. Not. It tasted like chocolate milk. That thing is so cream. good.
0: You drink ice cream yeah that's pretty much what I it is so the best one though, you just want to shake <laughs> is the duncan is it called a duncan iced coffee but it's Probably. like a blended what's it called the caramel duncan oh when they make it like a coffee it's like a shake but
1: yeah it's, <gasps> i don't know that one. Oh god so good i did have a peppermint mocha this morning an iced peppermint mocha where was that mm. you used
2: to get that at cj's or where was it we used to meet for coffee C-C's. C-C's. oh the C-C's, mocha sippy that. oh my god mocha so oh, yeah. was so good that was good
0: I that one like, was kind of like ice cream i don't like chocolate Me coffee I like, ice cream. I like mine with caramel <laughs> caramel <laughs> she looked right like caramel at i really <laughs> do though so back to Wesley Snipes. 30 minutes later yeah, he really wanted to be in coming to America with Eddie Murphy and said he was contemplating what his purpose in life was after losing the role. But he got to be in coming to America too.
1: I didn't say with- you say you're contemplating your whole life because you didn't get to yes. be in con- coming America coming to America. Co-
0: what's it called? <laughs> but yeah, he was really upset about it. I thought that was interesting. And apparently he absolutely hated the director in Blade 3. Did y'all see anything about Blade 3? No, not that. So Wasn't it
1: Guillermo del Toro? Is I that what
0: y'all just said? I don't think that was who it was whenever I looked it up, but I might be wrong. I don't remember the name. I did read a lot of people got uh or didn't get along very well with the Noring. is it
2: Norrington? Yeah, that was yeah. one the one for this one. Yeah.
0: Um apparently he hated the director in Blade 3 and sued them because they He said they violated his contract and stuff because he didn't get to help pick the actors and they had to CGI his eyes open in the scene at at the morgue whenever he's like supposed to be dead and he wakes up because he refused to open his eyes. So they had to CGI some. Audio. What a you,
1: fucking baby.
0: Okay, so I'm not gonna open my eyes. You have to watch it on YouTube. On that note, I got this
2: from GameSpot.com. Engelman had said Snipes did not always give the role of Blade 100 percent He was lazy. He wanted to leave early on Fridays, come in late on Monday, and on the first day he actually says, I don't think as Blade I don't think Blade is gonna talk very much. Oh, no, nice. <laughs> he said I knew right then that that meant Blade wasn't going to have a
0: lot of lines. <laughs> I wish I could go to a job and do that.
2: Snipe says he chose the role because uh, one big reason he chose the role. He gets to kill everyone. He gets to be as vicious as possible. And everyone cheers. I'm not a bad guy. Where else can I do that? right sounds like a
1: fucking asshole (laughs) right
2: like I want to get paid I don't want to do fucking work but I let's fuck some shit up today I see this character is laying down
0: this would be (laughs) crystal going to work so maybe
2: him not wanting to open his eyes was him just not wanting to do fucking work
0: I don't know they got into it and then there was another thing for part three where they said that um there's a part whenever Ryan Reynolds looks at Jessica Biel and he's like he hates me right and she's like yes shit (laughs) It wasn't scripted. That was just them talking to each other. Wow. Um, And they put it in the movie. (laughs) So apparently he hated him. That's great. I thought that was pretty great. He was convicted of willful failure to file federal tax income tax returns. That is a hard thing to say. Yes, that's why I can't say it. Income tax evasion is what I should have said. That's like some grown up shit. In 2008, and he got sentenced to four years. After appeals, he served 28 months in federal prison. He got released in 2013. He is also talented in the martial arts and has lots of black belts.
1: Awesome. Mm -hmm. He has lots of black belts. I guess what i read and like i different, only have two of them like oh. in
2: different types <laughs> <so> of <laughs>
1: uh i did get a black belt in taekwondo when i was younger oh do you remember any of it yes yeah, some of it show me right now definitely Whoa. not
2: she's not even gonna get up from that chair i can't my back is fucked up oh so she sneezed
0: crossfit oh it's from sneezing yeah she sneezed and hurt her back <laughs> She's not I'm not going to laugh
1: too hard because it might happen to me. So I was I, I was in the middle of turning and sneezed and I was like I felt something pull and I was like oh well that's Listening I to sneezed. her
2: have to tell her CrossFit friends the same story which they're all running around with aches in their backs last night but they were all giving her shit because she's the one who sneezed and fucked her back
0: up. <laughs> not even 40 yet. You it's know. in
1: 2 months. <laughs> You already fucked it up. I'm trying to think of something really cool to do for my 40th birthday because it's kind of a big one, you know?
0: Tell us what you want Crystal to do for her birthday. So we're at the morgue. There is a horrible smoking body arriving at the morgue. That's a fucking crispy critter. This guy. We know who it is. Karen Jensen is looking at blood. She's a hematologist. I know all of this because of her name tag.
2: I thought she was, I just put like some lab tech. <laughs> oh, no,
0: she's got her name on it. She's very pretty and professional looking in her white lab coat. She and another guy are discussing the dead guy's blood. She thinks he's making a joke to her. Clearly, they have a past together because she, she is making a comment about how he should be giving her some distance. She says, Fine, I'll go look at the body. While she examines it, he cuts it open and asks, about if she's had second thoughts about them. Jeez, guy, that's not space. <laughs> she says it's over. This and is why you don't date work people. Can't get away from them. Ever. She says it's over, and boom, the cadaver wakes up and bites the guy. She gets bitten as well once they fall out into the hallway. She's bitten in front of all of the hospital staff. Now we see Blade coming to the rescue. I don't understand why Blade didn't just kill him like he just sent him off to the morgue to
1: hurt all these people i think that he didn't have time before the cops got there right he had to run out yeah that's a good point he should have ran to the morgue (laughs) it
0: seems really unfair he kills a lot of people at the morgue and um i read that the writer and director during this karen and the guy's name is curtis relationship they wanted to keep the conversation going for too long to the point where people would get bored watching it while they talk about themselves. And then that's when the vampire would rise and bite him. But the studio said that they had to cut it down because it was too much like Melrose Place. I did <laughs> read that. <laughs> <laughs> they called it the Melrose Place scene. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So now blades in the hospital. He slices off Quinn's hand and the police arrive to shoot at everyone and anything. He's lucky he's got on a bulletproof vest and that is the only place they shoot. He's got... So, what? Oh, I was how gonna it did say... did not
1: blow up? There's oxygen everywhere.
0: That is a good question.
1: It's... It's
2: movie magic. Oh, yeah. In the scene where Quinn attacks Karen in the hospital corridor nine minutes in... It features real yelling from Logue, who has fallen face first during the tussle. He completely dislodged his jaw. Apparently, he had previously broken it in an accident years prior. And they said, we've got this guy. So they were recording this in or shooting this in a vacant hospital. Mm -hmm. But they ended up having to take him to a real hospital. And they said, we show up. We've got this guy dressed as a like crispy third-degree burn victim, essentially naked, running in with his jaw hanging down. The room cleared out pretty fast.
0: I wonder how real the makeup looked in person. You I imagine that guy it was running. like, and he's like naked, but he can't fleshy. even. He can't even talk And his jaw's just... flapping him around. Could you imagine? That's so absurd. It's like Night of the Living Dead shit. Oh, my God. And in that makeup. Imagine him getting up from the floor and trying to show you his jaw.
2: Yeah, they said they just heard, like, they were supposed to be screaming and stuff, but then there was, like, real yelling, like, oh God yelling pain, and they find him with his jaw dislodged.
0: So, Wesley snipes as Blade. He's got some pretty great lines, right? They're shooting at him, and he says, Motherfucker, are you out of your damn mind? You want to say it, Crystal? (laughs) No. You do better. Nope. Quinn leaves the hospital quickly by diving from a window. Luckily, an ambulance breaks his fall, and he runs off into the darkness. Blade looks at Karen. She's on the ground hurt, and he has flashbacks of his mother. So he rescues her, and he flees the hospital with her in his arms. The cops just openly fire at them. There's probably like 50 bullet holes in the door they go through. Lucky for Karen, they didn't hit her. Blade has nowhere to go, so he flings her out of the window. Poor Karen. She's got to work with her old boyfriend.
2: <laughs> he just fucking, like, chunks her. Oh, yeah.
0: What is that, yeeting? Ye- he yeets her out of the window. <laughs> Poor Karen. She's got to work with her old boyfriend. She gets bitten by a vampire. She gets thrown out of a she window. She should have called in today. Okay, hey, so in.
1: Karen remarks that Quinn's red blood cells are biconvex. Meanwhile, the microscope's monitor displays regular biconcave red blood cells so the audience can recognize them. Hmm. So <laughs> we can
0: see, oh, because we wouldn't have known what we were looking at if they showed duh the other kind of blood cells. Duh. Science. What is what is the biconcave? I don't know. It's two blood cells look two like. Two something. <laughs> yep. Tell me all about it. Two something. I thought she was gonna need some new undies after this day. <laughs> She lands very softly on what I guess is like a roof tent. I don't know. He just throws her. Oh, yeah. And she lands on something. I don't know what she landed on. It was kind of like a canopy or something. She kind of bounced off of a so of roof.
1: So, Stan Lee originally had a cameo that was ultimately cut from the film. He played one of the cops that came into the blood club during the aftermath and discovered Quinn's body on fire. Oh, yeah. That was funny. It sucks that they cut that.
0: Yeah. I think there was a couple of cameos of the... Um, Norrington yeah something I saw about that
2: yeah he does a cameo where he's like um biting somebody in the beginning on the side streets or something like
0: that he dives after Karen and the police again empty their weapons in that direction they go into a building as a sharpshooter tries to shoot at them as well these cops are like you're gonna die for coming to this hospital how dare you so Blade's car is a 1968 Dodge Charger, isn't it great? That was in my notes, you dick. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't know. I don't read your notes, so I don't know what's in there. Yeah, she just prints some shit. Not I like how
1: you print it on this big sheet, and then it's the tiniest, <laughs> the tiniest lettering ever. I don't know how to print. Oh, how the fuck I'm am I supposed to read bi- this? Pull my bifocals. No shit. You need glasses. Okay,
0: hey, so we am a microscope.
2: When he jumps off the building, is that the part where? I know there was a part where he was trying to jump from one building to another, and he has to catch a ledge or something. Mm -hmm. And he did it like 10 times before they finally had to get his stunt double to come in.
0: Oh, I bet that hurt. And do
2: it, because he kept just like bouncing off the side of the building.
0: Because they had to like really
2: catch the ledge.
0: They had to
1: like really do everything. (laughs) Yeah. That was so bad. I turned off my mic and everything. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) y'all.
2: I think that was the part though. I have to be careful when I sneeze at her. Where they're jumping out of the hospital <sighs> windows.
0: That was probably it because they really did all their um, shots. Most of their really stuff, like yeah. CGI stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a martial arts expert. You're right. Of course, he is.
0: So the car that Blade drives is a 1968 Dodge Charger. It's also the same car in the movie Bullet and the Dukes of Hazard. It's pretty great, right? Didn't watch either one of those. Oh no, I mean the car.
1: It's the car great. is nice. I like the car. I've never seen those either. That's not surprising. It's, it's not. no Batman mobile. It's Batmobile.
0: Bat-mobile. The Bat- Batman mobile. <laughs> the Batman mobile. <laughs> Batman mobile. That was on um a show. <laughs> you don't know.
1: I don't know anything.
0: You don't know what show that's on? Mm-mm. New girl?
1: Oh, really? Batman I love Batman mobile. New
0: girl. She keeps saying Batman mobile and they're like it's Batmobile. <laughs> Like Batman Mobile. Oh, come on.
2: So I read that the executives of New Line only considered three actors for the role of Blade. Wesley Snipes, Danzel Washington, and Lawrence Fishburn. Oh, they're all really good. But in Goyer's mind, Snipes was always perfect.
0: I did read that he wrote the role with him in mind.
1: He's a little more fit than the other two.
0: Yeah. Lawrence Fishburn and who was the other one? Danzel Denzel Washington. Washington.
2: Yeah. There was a chance, though, where we could have seen Danzel Washington and Jet Li go at it. Jet Li? Yeah, they actually wanted him for the part of Deacon Frost Ew, at I one would,
0: point. I don't right? think that
2: works. That would have been weird. It doesn't work. It could have, just because of the, the way Pearl's was with the Asians running around and all that. Like, it could... Pearl? Yeah. Yeah, Pearl was... Well, the name of the little Asian <laughs> nightclub was Pearls.
1: No, I had an itch. She just bro. did an Al Bundy. I... Uh, yeah, it <laughs> says.
2: Gently <laughs> <Li> chose. <laughs> Jesus. Gently chose to do. <laughs> Lethal Weapon Four <laughs> instead.
1: Why are you still trying to talk? I right don't now?
2: know. Are we paused? <laughs> no. No, we don't do that. <laughs> I've
1: got
0: it all. Oh uh. <laughs> you know, it reminded me of one time. I saw this guy at the casino pick his nose and I wasn't gambling, so I saw him pick his nose and then eat it. You were just people watching And I was like <gasps> And then he saw that I saw him This <laughs> was so like a sixty year old person. Mm-hmm.
1: Eat a bugger. And then what? After That's all made me. I went like <laughs> The shock on my face would have been like. (sighs)
0: Mortified. It didn't turn and throw up, so. All right, so they arrive at Blade's giant warehouse. It's got lots of machinery, and we meet Whistler. Blade pulls Karen from the car, saying she's been bitten. We see Whistler is a gray-headed, long-haired, older gentleman with a limp. He looks a little rough around the edges and seems like a tough guy. (laughs) It's like Jimmy. (laughs) Uh
1: (laughs) besides <laughs> the tough guy part crystal's
0: dad oh he's pretty tough i was scared of him your dad
1: he's such a softy I,
0: I know now <laughs> so whistler. Papa bear. whistler says you should have killed her blade knows this whistler says watch her close if she turns finish her off or i will he tells her that he's going to inject her with garlic and it's going to hurt a lot looks like he injects her with some really chunky garlic into the neck and i feel like that would make an oozing disgusting festering wound
2: could you imagine the pain Ugh. i have some whistler notes if you want to hear them. yes no you're gonna fucking hear them anyways <laughs> all right <laughs> abraham whistler may be based on bible john carrick a character who was introduced in the marvel comics for blade's first solo series in 1994. Both are white-haired, bearded, unkempt older men who were learned veterans and supernatural vampire hunting and supply Blade with his weapons. Whistler was created for Blade's cameo on Spider-Man, the animated series, in 1994. He was liked so much by Marvel CEO that he was adopted into the Marvel Universe. When he first introduces himself to Karen, he says his first name is Abraham. Bram Stoker, who wrote the original Dracula's novel's first full name, is Abraham. And he even used the name for one of his leading characters, Abraham Van Helsing.
0: Oh, it mm. all comes around, doesn't it? Mm, doesn't it? That was a good little comic book dive. I liked it. So Whistler is played by Chris Christofferson. He had um, a singing career. He was also a very heavy drinker, but he gave it up eventually. To start his singing career, he landed a helicopter in Johnny Cash's yard to (laughs) to get him to listen to his music in 1970. He won a Country Music Song of the Year Award for the song Sunday Morning Come Down, as well as the Country Music Songwriter of the Year Award. He wrote the song Me and Bobby, it was later called, me and Bobby McGee. Which, oh, I was about to say it's yeah. me and
2: Bobby McGee.
0: Yeah, which uh, Janis Joplin recorded. The song was a hit for Roger Miller in 1969, who started recording it even before Christofferson was done writing it. He got the leading male role in the original A Star is Born in 1976 after Elvis Presley couldn't do it. And Elvis also recorded a song written by him. He was also in Dolphin Tale 1 and 2. And Blade 2 and Blade Trinity. And he was in Big Top Pee Wee. All right. So Whistler's pretty tough. It looks like he wrote off caring about people. And he... (laughs) Because he says she's got a 50-50 chance. So we're at a vampire lair now. Everything is black. The walls are black. The clothes are black. The chairs. The floors. Everything looks intense. The vampires are discussing Blade and how many were lost earlier. They call in Deacon Frost, Mr. Twilight before Twilight. <laughs> he is in a black disheveled suit. He's got some messy hair hanging in his eyes. He looks very 90s grunge to me. This is Stephen Dorff. He's credited with providing the uh on Lenny Kravitz recording of American Woman. <laughs> <laughs> Vital information, right? Got it.
1: I like that his last name is Dorff. Dwarf. Like a dorky little name. That is dorky.
0: Uh, He's got an upcoming movie called Bride Hard. When a mercenary group takes a lavish wedding hostage, they have no idea what they are in for, as the maid of honor is actually a secret agent ready to rain hellfire upon anyone who would ruin her best friend's wedding. Sounds like poop. Right? Wow. He was Britney Spears' boyfriend in the song Every Time. I remember
1: that. I don't remember it he pulls her out of the bathtub
0: i don't even remember the song
1: oh uh, i remember the song and the video
0: It was I like one of it. her
2: slower songs like a love songy kind of thing yeah i don't
0: remember it he was yep. also in the limp biscuit video for Roland. he was uh the boyfriend in the aerosmith video for crying i remember that he was on roseanne he was jimmy meltrigger Good he
1: name. was also
0: in the 1998 tv series dino riders Want to hear what that's about? Yes, because I did write it down. People who ride dinosaurs, pursued by intergalactic warlord Krulos and his Rulons, a human Valorian's fly through a wormhole and end up on prehistoric Earth. Krulos follows and becomes stuck in prehistory as well. Both sides build dinosaur armies and engage. That didn't even sound like English. what <laughs> <laughs> it was about dino riders. 19. You probably watched it. So, as far, as far as the part of Deacon Frost, I told you guys earlier Jet Lee was considered,
2: but he chose to delete the weapon for instead. Is that chicken getting soggy in your mouth? Yes, I was letting it. Mark <laughs> Wahlberg and Bruce Payne were also considered for the part of Deacon Frost. I don't know who Bruce Payne is. I don't, I don't know about either. I
0: like, I like Mark Wahlberg.
2: Skeet Ulrich lobbied hard for the role of Frost, but was never... He might have been good. He was never approached.
0: Yeah, he didn't have enough hair to make it all messy, though. Yeah, Yeah. but it was already super greasy from Scream. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Uh, He was also in a movie called Old Henry, a Western that came out in 2021. It looks really good. It has that Tim Blake Nelson guy on it. He was in that movie Holes. He's one of the guys on the ranch. I like holes. They've <laughs> got seven stars. <laughs> I just realized how that came out. You knew it. I like holes. <laughs> huh. It got seven stars. It's on Paramount Plus. It looks really good. Old Henry. Seven stars. All right. Yeah, but you didn't have to look at it. It looks good. Paramount Plus. You have okay. that right. I yeah.
1: do. I have every streaming, everything All the things. you can think of.
0: So the other main, what would you call him? The main vampire guy, leader, Gatano Dragonetti. Did yeah, I call Dragonetti. them?
1: Dragonetti. The board. The board. That's a good way to call them. I call them board members. <laughs> That's I what sh- they looked like. In my notes, they are board members. They
0: are. They're like the vamp board. Um, This is Udon Kier. Udon. He was in the movie Downsizing. Have y'all heard of that? I read about it a long time ago. It has Matt Damon in it and Kristen Wiig. They all get shrunk, right? Yeah, yeah. It's weird looking. They shrink themselves. do they go into a body? I think they actually shrink themselves so that they can live with
1: wealth, wealth, wealth. They live with wealth,
0: so they can live in wealth and splendor.
1: Why does making they're smaller?
0: I don't understand. No, fuck. It sounds like
2: such a weird movie. That does sound bizarre. I want to watch it
0: now, though. I do not. He was also on. Fear. com with Steven dorf That was a good all one. Right. That was a good one. They were in it together.
2: He played a lot of vampires, didn't he? He played so a vampire he a couple like, times. Yeah, he looks. I like don't like remember did. what,
0: but he did. I he did play a vampire a couple of times. Those were the most notable, interesting things I saw on his. um So the board members are all fussing about how he's not a real vampire. He wasn't born. The board a vamp- members. <laughs> it fits well. He wasn't born a vampire, and I'm like, so vampires can have babies they're born a vampire man? and they I grow know. I yeah I'm like they grow and age but then you don't age it uh, says later that they do age differently yeah. when
2: um, Whistler's talking later about the cure or whatever and he says like vampires age but they just age differently from humans mm-hmm. But That's- Blade ages like a human how
0: long do you have to take care of a baby for ever <laughs> you're wiping asses forever. forever do they poop though where do, do the they? vampires go to the
1: bathroom i don't know ask tom cruise <laughs> i gotta know
0: <laughs> so we see steven dorf he is looking around and smoking and rolling his eyes he reminds me of feruza balk at recess
2: <laughs>
0: he doesn't care about blending in because people are food they should be the rulers. All the members of the meeting were born vampires. I don't understand why he is even in this meeting. That's a good question. Why didn't they just kick him out? Nobody knows. No. He's just in there.
1: Why was he invited? I have no he's idea. Boo-
0: he's like their bratty kid brother. He's yeah. been acting up, I think. And they, they want to discuss him.
2: him. Yeah. Because they, they do say like his clubs are dangerous. Can't they just kill him? I don't know. Close the clubs? Is that mm-hmm. bad to kill your own kind? But he's not their is own kind because he
0: was turned. He, but he's not a half-breed daywalker. That's true. <laughs> so now we see Blade is going to this guy who sells frames, I guess. I saw a lot of frames in there and some herbs. He's getting serum from the guy, but he's getting resistant to it. And I'm like, why can't he just get blood from blood banks?
1: Or like a willing donor. Maybe he doesn't want to drink blood at all. Oh, okay. It's I like, think.
0: That makes sense. Now we're back at Blade's house. Karen wakes up and sees his cute little bedroom. It's got a neat little staircase and some books. A little meditation area. There's lots of tools around. She finds his weapon arsenal and a sword. Might have a fancy name, but I'm going to call it a sword. For people who want to know about Blade's main weapon, it is a modified Ingram Mac 11 submachine gun
1: pistol. God, okay, his sword, by the way, doesn't have a guard, which makes it impractical for sword fighting.
0: Oh, to be able to, the guard is like where you hold it. I guess. Up I above know. the blade. He's so good, he doesn't need it. Yeah, okay. I don't know.
1: Sure. <laughs> oh, do you want to hear about his sunglasses too? Oh, uh, I want to know everything about his sunglasses. They are black flies. The model is called Microfly in Mott Black. That is you how you get- say that word, right? Mott mm-hmm m-a-t-t-e um, Some say matt i say matt okay okay i'm gonna continue uh, to say because it sounds better okay. when you said
0: mott i thought you said mock mach, like m-a-c-h like mock oh. mock
1: five yeah. like the blade mock five yeah razor yeah <laughs> that's where we're at yeah not the blade he's supposed to be english <laughs> yeah. too not american
0: i did see that in the comics he was english he's from london
2: london british 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 yeah he was british
0: he also uses a benelli m3 super 90 semi-automatic tactical shotgun with a pistol grip which can also fire silver stakes that's a lot that's uh
1: just a little information for our red-blooded american male listeners (laughs) that's right everybody who needs to know
0: she goes in to touch the sword with no guard and after a bit these hand slicers pop out of it like a surprise. It's pretty dangerous it looks like. I saw on IMDb that there was a deleted conversation and it talked about how Blade's sword really belonged to Whistler at first and he was a long line, he was from a long line of vampire hunters. Nice Whistler, nice. He's strapping Blade down and he gives him the serum. It looks really intense. He is a very tough guy, but mm-hmm. they hold hands while he shoots up.
1: I Dude. need my serum.
0: That was really it. sweet. How they hold hands? Yes. Karen he is cares for him. I know. It was sweet. Karen is watching from the shadows. She tries to run away, but they catch her. They introduce themselves to her. Whistler is gassing up the blade mobile and spilling gas all over everything. <laughs> he is. <laughs> then he lights a cigarette while he does it. You know. That's hilarious. Man. He's, He's living like in 1945. Cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they fill her in on the vampire happenings. They're very hard to kill and they tend to regenerate. Bet she knows that one. She says, I'm supposed to believe all that. She's got net bites, so I feel like she should believe it. Right? Like you kind of lived it, bitch. <laughs> yeah. You don't believe it. Blade's got some of the best lines, he says, You already met Mr. Crispy at the hospital, right? I like that one. <laughs> I did too. He's looking at a map. I tried to catch it. It said that you can see New Orleans on the map and that's where they were for the um comic book part of it. Cool. And but I couldn't see where they were from looking at New Orleans. Yeah. They set her free but tell her to take care of her to take care of it if she starts to turn.
1: <laughs> what the bro? <laughs> Fuck.
0: Don't look at me. I didn't Fuck do that. Just <laughs> I hope I've been dropping flags. It's gonna take me a long time to edit. What was
1: that? Uh, Why did that happen? I have noises right here.
0: Yeah, but why? They just randomly go off. No, my I
1: must have moved the
0: flag. Oh Uh, boy.
1: uh, It fit well. (laughs) Sheila immediately looks at me like I did something. You didn't do
0: anything. You're fucking laughing to yourself. So they set her free, but they tell her to take care of it if she starts to turn. They discuss how crosses don't do squat, but silver and garlic work because they're allergic, as does sunlight and ultraviolet rays. He's got a fancy flashlight, but Blade complains that it's very heavy. And this made me laugh, Whistler says, but you're so big. (laughs) The writer and director decided that crosses shouldn't work against the vampires because what if they were Jewish? A cross wouldn't work. But blood stuff works so good for Karen. What if
1: they're atheists? That's true. Then nothing works. Garlic? Yeah,
0: I felt like the crosses and
2: vampires only kind of got thrown in there because of Jesus. What? Jesus. No, because I think because they look at it as like a demon type thing. Yeah. Some religions, how religious people were
0: yeah. at the time, whenever. Yeah vampires were invented mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 andrea's an expert in all things so all if the you have things. a question i know her. everything she knows all Five about hours things. later it's been, <laughs> it's been 84, years. 84
0: years blade sets karen free and tells her vampires are everywhere don't go to the police they own the police and whistler <laughs> gives her a vampire mace Gitano now shows up to some archives, a computer-looking place, to visit Frost. He's in a fancy floor-lit room, and he's trying to decode some texts of a dead language on a computer. Gitano slaps him across the face, and Frost says, what are you going to do? Gitano does nothing and leaves and says, you bore me. I don't, I still don't understand why he gets to do whatever he wants.
2: He just, like, walked in, bitch slapped him, and was like, I'm out. (laughs) Yeah,
0: he just leaves. The computer continues deciphering the old language. Blade drops off Karen and says to watch out for the vampires. It's daytime, though, she says, and then she goes home. Back at her apartment, she sees some creepy people. And we see that they have neck tattoos on the back of their neck. Yeah, that was some shady ass people in the elevator. Yeah, it looks like they're going to do something and like they're following her. But somehow she still gets back to her apartment without being bothered. Looks like maybe she's just paranoid. She packs a bag to run away, like they said for her to do. And a cop shows up at the front door. He says the door was open. She was kidnapped last night and they're looking for her. She asks about their her coworker. And he says he died, but don't worry because you're dead too, you bitch. This is Officer Krieger. That's right. She sprays him with the mace, but it doesn't work because he's not a vampire. And Blade magically appears behind him. He kicks his ass and says (laughs) that (laughs) this guy is a familiar, hoping to be turned by his master Karen figures out that she was bait, and Blade proceeds to ruin her apartment with this guy's body. For real. This guy works for Frost, according to the glyph on the back of his neck. Blade takes his watch, and Karen says, oh, you're going to rob him, too? Blade makes a good point and says, how do you think they fund their organization? This ain't the March of Dimes, you know. He does. I remember him turning in watches
2: at the place he went to get the serum. He turned in oh, like a yeah. bag of watches. I did miss that. So he must just be taking, taking what he can. Taking what he can. We're talking the about how
1: Karen's name does not match her at all.
2: No. Well, originally, she gives a whole new name to Karens, but we're not giving that to those Karens. No.
0: <laughs> well, originally she was going to be played by a white person, but he lobbied for a African-American actor, actress.
1: Either way, if, Karen, yeah. I don't think Karen fits in any sort of way. Karen the hematologist. You have Whistler and you have Blade and Deacon Frost and then you have fucking Karen.
0: Sally. Yeah, we she should have d- went with Sally. And,
1: and Mercury. Yeah, <laughs> and, and they Quinn. Never
0: yeah karen is a very random karen i guess they want her to seem more every day i guess i guess she's just
1: a good old
2: doctor she's got to be straight laced and dr
0: karen yeah dr karen jensen jensen was that her last name Mm -hmm. good job he punches him in the face again whenever the guy tries to grab the watch back and then he says that the watch was fake Now they're on the street. This guy's got blood bags in his car. Officer Krieger. The vampires own the blood banks, Blade says. He pulls out this giant gun. I don't know which one it was. It's really Uh, long. I see another
1: reason for him not to get blood from a blood bank. Why? Because they're owned by the vampires.
0: Oh, good Mm. catch. I really did want to know that. So he whips out this gun. Officer Krieger runs away. Blade still flashes his weapon all over the place in the middle of the street. The people are very scared and screaming. He gets in Karen's face and fusses about how she better wake up because vampires are everywhere. It was this scene or another one where I read that Wesley Snipes really didn't like his performance in this part because they told him he needed to be really angry and it does he come off feeling it. It does come off kind of silly and he says that he should have just played it kind of cold instead of being so angry. It must have been a Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been early on a Monday. <laughs> it's better to be done. Yeah. They get back in the car and Karen follows Blade saying she's got to stick with him so he she can survive and find a cure for herself. There is no cure, he says. Now it's nighttime. They're still in the car and Karen is saying how the guy is never going to come back. But he does. He's got to get his blood baggies for his friends. Mm hmm. Blade grins at her and says, he doesn't say, I told you so, but it's a, I told you so, grin. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty funny to me. And they follow the guy. Crystal,
1: what are you reading or watching? Still reading Ninth House. I haven't, I haven't had a lot of time to read lately. All these podcasts. No, it's sleeping. Life. <laughs> I sleep and of It Really, reading. man. Like but the weather over. changed
2: we got sick
1: not sick sick but you know allergies and bullshit so the, the not just the weather change but, but the time change too like it always makes me so tired for like two weeks
0: yeah i literally i made a joke the other night like at justin i was like you know it's like 6 30
1: mm-hmm. like
0: extremely to the not late and it wasn't even six yet yeah i don't know if that joke makes sense but i'm tired got, I'm just i tired. hate it, it
2: hurt i'm racing the sun every day to get off work they follow the officer to a club blade tells her how to defend herself just nonchalantly like they're just throwing this all at this poor woman so quickly
0: is that when he gives her the gun
2: yeah like they're approaching the club and i don't even think he hands her a gun yet he's just like you know you silver this that and the other and don't die like yeah stay close whatever
0: she picks it up pretty good, though.
2: Yeah. The doorman tells him he needs an invitation. He blasts his way into a weird-ass little Asian club called Pearls.
0: I was trying to figure out if that was a vampire club or just a regular club with the vampires underneath.
2: Dude, I don't know. It, it was icky. With that weird female yeah, baby wrap. wearing sunglasses. The... Asian women rapping or wearing schoolgirl outfits. It's gross. Like I even read that when they tried to produce something for television, they like left out the schoolgirl outfits and stuff like that because they're showing their white
0: panties. Oh, I didn't and see that. It was creepy. It
2: was icky. He goes in, he goes after the cop and anyone who attacks him. Blade wants to know where the entrance is and he tells him it's in the freezer. This is after Blade fucks him up, his face, the kitchen, everything he comes in in contact with. Blade skeptically opens the freezer and sees a stairwell inside that leads downwards he slings this cop around some more and tells him to give frost a message i thought he was
0: gonna sling him down the stairs but that didn't happen i liked how at the end of all of it he put his finger on the guy's forehead and like shoved him away yeah. with yeah. his finger oh and then karen just showed up back there i was like nobody gave her a hard time as she went through the club after yeah. he fucked everything up like they just let him go none
2: of those dudes got up mm-hmm. none of they were like it's not my problem mind your business yeah Blade says, "You tell him it's open season on suckheads."
0: <laughs> it's a good impression, which is autumn,
2: <laughs> which automatically made me think of crawfish season.
0: Oh yes, I can't wait. <laughs> suckheads, I suck them all. Y'all
2: are gross. <laughs> <laughs> this cop running away, just as Dr. Karen's making her way to the kitchen. They make their way down the stairwell in the freezer to an elevator, which leads even further down, question mark, to some kind of archive. Blade says this must be where they keep most of their records. They have their claws into everything. They already own half of downtown.
0: I like how those archives were not labeled at all. Mm -mm. You will never find the information. Ever. They, they kind of just made it look like a bunch of
2: like old school, like the big computers. That's
0: what I thought it looked like. Old cool school. Yeah.
2: Every
0: we now episode. come
2: upon a swanky ass party being thrown by Frost. Everyone seems to be enjoying themselves except Frost, who is hidden away in front of a computer. This box bed behind him rises and a woman crawls out. Is this like the New Age coffins? That's that what I what thought it is? must be. And we see that Frost is still waiting on this ancient text to be translated. Again? How does it come I up in know. so many episodes? I Ancient? I did. I did it. Let's just oh keep going. Oh, my God. It's at this time, the cop, Officer Krieger, shows up to tell Frost about his run-in with Blade. Quinn is layered out uh, or laid out on the couch, still looking like he's a bit on the mend. And Frost kind of walks past him, almost like he's ignoring Quinn's praises.
0: Oh, I like that. How Quinn yeah. tries to like cover it up. He's just been busy. He's
2: like Deek, Deek. <laughs> like that's my man. Yeah, it was embarrassing. Yeah. Krieger's still trying to chase Frost through the crowded party, telling him how Blade was waiting for him and using the girl as bait. He says it was a trap, but don't worry about it. They can still get the girl. Frost turns quickly, taking this opportunity to get up close and personal. He bites down onto Krieger's neck. Krieger's gurgling and everyone around starts laughing. Krieger gets thrown into the pool of rubber duckies. Frost says, forget the girl, he wants Blade. He tells Quinn he wants him alive, and Quinn's like, wait, what? Blade and Dr. Karen are still running around in the archives when Karen asks, what's that smell? Blade continues walking towards a cluster of computer screens off in the corner, and there's a high-pitched voice talking. As the camera moves closer, we can see a very large and oh gross bust <laughs> naked human uh, laid up in a bed. I start out with he, she, it, but we do discover it is a he. Start screaming, he's here, he's here. Blade says this must be Pearl. I have notes okay pearl
0: is such a strange character to me yeah pearl is the record keeper
1: blobulous vampire pearl (laughs) took (laughs) four people to perform one at the head one at each arm and one operating the feet he's surrounded by used blood bags and debris but originally they wanted dead children scattered around as well seeing as pearl was too big to move around easily it would need easy prey also, he was so large that a set had to be built around him. It was about seven hundred pounds of latex skin that had to be moved with a forklift. Seven hundred pounds.
0: Mm-hmm. I read they just lowered it on top of him.
2: Yeah, like it lowered down. Everyone hopped in. They locked them all in, and then lifted it up to put the head and shit on him. And that uh, Pearl was also t- to be gay i don't know if that was oh i did thing. see he said that he still kind of played the part like that like yeah. it was like an androgynous kind of part um and that yeah he was gonna have like a, a boy just like laid across his stomach i saw that that would have been icky I yeah believe. that was a
0: a strange character and they cut out some of the stuff about the children because it was just a uh, yeah they said it, too it was icky. too much so far too much Pearl was played by Eric Edwards. There was no Pearl in the comic book, so they just made this up. Um, He was discovered by Andrew Dice Clay. He was a comedian. He lost a lot of weight, uh, 210 pounds as of 1999, but the Pearl costume was not really him.
2: So huge. Uh,
0: So I guess right after this movie, he lost a lot of weight. He was also in Candyman and Sergeant Bilko. And National Lampoon's Senior Trip, that movie used to make me laugh a lot. Did y'all ever see that? Yes. Chong Chong is like the bus driver. I wanted to know, how does a vampire get this big? Yeah. Like, how can they
2: grow? I don't know. Pearl lets out a long and rancid fart, then starts screaming, he's going to kill me, you need me, Frost. Frost, showing no compassion on the screen, is still covered in Krieger's blood. He says, you are history, Pearl. Have the good grace to die with some fucking dignity. He tells Blade he's heard he's been looking for him and he's flattered. Blade solemnly says it'll pass. Blade tells Pearl, that Biscuit Boy is a high-powered UV lamp. We are going to play a game of 20 questions. Depending on how you answer, you may walk out of here with a tan. Blade wants to know what the translation is on the screen. It shows Lego men standing in a circle in a canister. I don't really know how else to describe that.
0: Some old computer graphics.
2: Yes, for sure. Pearl answers, it's only a video game and gets hit with the light. Pearl starts screaming and boils and sores start appearing on her skin, her, his skin, and goes on to answer, it's a fragment, a piece of the prophecy. Blade asks, which prophecy? Pearl starts dancing around this question saying, it's not sure before Karen hits it with the light again. Pearl starts screaming, La Magra is coming. The spirits of the twelve will awaken the blood god. There's nothing you can do about it, Daywalker. Blade borrows some computer disk from Pearl and tells Dr. Nancy if he moves, fry him. Blade runs over to a door. Pearl says it's just storage before Blade blasts it open with some kind of blasting foam.
0: Yeah, how I cool to know. would that be? I wanted to know what that it was. It just looked
2: like that expanding foam. I'm just like, let's blow some shit up.
0: Get in anywhere. <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny how Blade fussed at the beginning about how heavy that flashlight was. Mm-hmm. and Karen He's was. got her lugging yeah. it around. Yeah. And she's using it like it's easy. Mm-hmm. He
2: goes in, takes a peek. Nancy has become ruthless with this high powered flashlight and starts cooking Pearl. I
0: think it's Karen.
2: Oh, did I say what did I say? Nancy. Oh, <laughs> uh, where did I'm you get Nancy from? Where I'm at. I think Nancy
0: would have been a good name for her. Yes, too. Na- yes, Yes.
2: He screams. No. Blade walks over, and Karen only replies. He moved. God, how many times did I write Nancy? Probably all a, of them. A lot.
0: You just Nancy and Karen are almost yes. the same.
2: Blade and Doctor Karen walk through the now open doorway and discover what looks like a museum. Blade says these are pages from the book of Erebus, the vampire Bible. These pages are at least five feet long and two feet wide and are kept in glass cases on display. Blade goes on to say it contains everything, their entire history. La Magra must be one of their legends.
0: Um, So I read that the parchments in the vampire archives each cost $5 to make because they are just Xerox paper with artwork that was aged artificially. I was like, how else would you age something besides artificially, besides just waiting for it to age?
2: I remember we did that one time. I don't remember what class it was. You can like kind of cook it. History class or something.
0: We did like tea um, oh okay on the
2: pages you know like all that kind of stuff to so like age paper make like an old journal that's mm-hmm.
0: cool it was kind of neat i thought it was funny how they hang their very important vampire i was Bible. wondering
2: if like these pages were meant to be like the skin of people like why is the paper so big is it just from like sheets of that would make more sense
0: i don't trees? know the way that they hung them up in glass like yeah. a maze is not great for reading no to me.
1: <laughs> terrible it
0: didn't even say start here or anything who's cleaning all this glass that is a great question <laughs> <laughs>
2: as karen is asking why frost is so interested in Lamagra, magra blades shushes her after hearing running footsteps blade takes off through this maze of displayed pages He's after a running humanoid and comes upon a young girl crouched down holding her knees. She looks scared as Blade offers her his hand. Just then, Quinn walks in with his entourage and they throw his broken, high-powered light across the floor to him. And the little girl spins around with a high kick, making contact with Blade's chest and knocking him back.
0: So I read some stuff about the little girl. Oh, yeah, and the- go ahead. Oh, did you have that too? Yeah, but you can go ahead. How they make the fight scenes and Wesley Snipes look so great when he's fighting. He knows martial arts and he's like okay at fighting, you know, I mean, good at yeah. it or whatever, but they were saying that surrounding him with people who had been grown up doing it for mm-hmm. so long is what made him and all the fights look so great. Like this little girl, um, Ebony
1: Adams. Oh, tell us. Who is credited as the martial arts kid? Was the national competitor coming in under Grandmaster Billy Blanks and had to be tracked. Is that tracked-
0: the Taekwondo guy?
1: The Taibo ah. guy. Taibo.
0: Oh, I my remember God. him. And he had to
1: be tracked down, according to Wesley Snipes in the commentary. They have a fight in the library, which was a technique to surprise the audience with an unlikely adversary to Blade. I read that uh, she
0: started at the age of five. And that's what makes him look so great. He was only
2: caught off guard, managing to block the rest of this ninja kid's assault. Even as she kicks him back a bit, breaking glass and blade stands stoic and just bitch slaps this kid to the ground. Everyone then takes this opportunity
0: to start attacking him. Oh, but they take turns. They're like one at a time. I thought that was really nice. Yeah.
2: Quinn says, give it to him. And they try very unsuccessfully. A lot of glass gets broken in the process. So much for this archive book. They eventually managed to gang up on him, holding up against a pillar. I'm salivating a lot here. I ate that spicy thing. <laughs> I wanted I to know eating while minute. you're
1: talking.
0: <laughs> I wasn't talking at the time. I want to know why did they do this to Quinn? That hairdo, where they like <laughs> braided these it horrible, does like a gross biker cornrows. Yeah, I don't know. And it looks like he has peanut butter on his face. <laughs> That's all I could think about watching him. Okay,
2: so they gang up on him, hold him against the pillar. Quinn approaches Blade to show him his new slimy arm. Everyone starts laughing. One of these goons holds up Blade's blade, saying, I've got his pick sticker just before the handle activates, exploding this guy's hand into pulverized
0: pieces. Pulverized. I put
2: exploding, but it really, like, opened up like with other blades and spliced it in yeah. blades in
0: the blade
2: right
1: oh my god on, on blade <laughs> on blade
2: <laughs> quinn starts punching on blade before grabbing one of his silver stakes and says i owe you one he stabs blade through the shoulder and then says come to think of it i actually owe you two blade starts chuckling and quinn asks what's so funny He's still laughing when he answers, I'm expecting company and we can see a radio transmitter in his ear and an explosion goes off just behind Quinn destroying more glass. Concrete and glass start exploding all around and Whistler appears in a hole in the wall. He asks, catch you fuckers at a bad time. It's a good line before spraying them with an automatic weapon. Guns are spraying everywhere, Quinn's posse is dropping quickly, and Blade and Dr. Karen take off running through Whistler's
0: hole in the wall. I thought it was interesting how everybody is basically wearing a cape. You know, they didn't know on the Incredibles how important it was how Edna said no capes. (laughs) They're dangerous, right? They are, I guess. I want to know how he made sure not to shoot Blade or Karen when he's just shooting all willy-nilly. Yeah,
2: I don't know how either one of them didn't get shot because there, there are They're guns being in the line of shot. Ever. Even the guys that are getting shot are shooting up in the air, like, randomly. That's very dangerous. Messy. Messy. Quinn is screaming for everyone to drop their guns because he needs Blade alive and sends them chasing after Whistler, Blade, and Karen are now hugging a wall as a subway train passes mere inches from their faces. A massive explosion erupts from under pearls, and a huge flame is sent through the tunnels. Whistler disappears. Blade tells Karen to jump. She lands almost on the live track, and just then, what's left of Quinn's singed crew comes out of the tunnel, shooting at Blade. Another train is approaching. And Blade takes this as their escape. Quinn attempts to follow, (laughs) jumping across the tracks. What is up with you fuckers?
0: I'm bleeding.
2: Oh, my. I thought I
0: would do the shaving trick.
1: Oh, God. (laughs) It's just gross. What did you do? I ripped off an old scab. Oh, my God. I do that all the time. (laughs) Disgusting. It was
0: disgusting.
1: Where's the old scab?
0: Currently. (laughs) on the floor now i put it in my pocket to make Shoot sure i it. dispose of it safely
2: oh okay she's gonna chew on it later <laughs> that's
1: fucking gross
0: quinn
2: attempts to follow that's some chicken skins
1: oh, I felt jumping sick.
2: across the tracks and narrowly escaping the front of the train those that followed were not so lucky and quinn punches blades somehow dr karen ends up falling lands right next to this moving train Quinn pulls out one of Blade's swords and attempts to stab him in the back. But Blade kicks his leg back and Quinn stumbles back, dropping the sword. This is just one big fight scene. Blade punches Quinn several more times. Dr. Karen has retrieved the sword and she's making her way up the platform when she takes an opportunity to stab Quinn. Go, Karen. This is when Blade holds Quinn's face. Up against this moving train. Looks pretty painful. It does. Uh they tell us a little bit more before Blade cuts off Quinn's other arm. Oh, I missed that. The limb barely missing Karen's face. Is, is it, it falls? the other arm
1: or is it the same arm that he I cuts? think it was his other arm? Because it would be so great if they just. Because initially off the same it was one. like
2: his left, and then this time I think it was his right, because his right side was like facing the train so So
0: i tried to watch for this but i couldn't see it where they're on the subway it says that all the people on the subway are cardboard cutouts and the special effects guy is one of them but i couldn't see the cutout people i didn't even see people at all that bitch
2: was moving so fast so i was just like how is it not hitting any of their faces yeah
0: i would not be down there doing that
2: so Quinn's shocked. He turns around, takes off running away. Blade helps Doctor Karen up to the platform, and he sees more of Quinn's people headed their way. This is when we see, uh, what's the blonde one's name?
0: Mercury. So Mercury. They never say her name. I yeah, had a little we bit looked of, it up. Um, this is Arlie Jover. Y'all okay. needed to know who she was. Sure. Oh no, y'all had said looked her up.
1: Mm-mm. No, I just looked. I looked on the credits to see what her name was. Oh, okay. On IMDb.
0: Kind of familiar. The
1: Internet Movie Database. That's right.
0: So they never say her name, but it is Mercury, like y'all said. She was in The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, a lot of French movies. Blade was her American film debut, and she was on the Foo Fighters video for Walking After You.
2: Dr. Karen shows concern on her face when she asks Blade, what are you about to do? She must have seen the crazy in his eyes. He leaps to the train, taking her with him, and once on board, he collapses, saying his shoulder is dislocated. Reasons Mm -hmm. not to grab a moving train? The good doctor helps reset his shoulder, but Blade still needs his dose of magic juice. I don't know. What y'all want to call it? Serum. It's called serum. 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 He injects himself in the neck. Karen asks, you're one of them, aren't you? He says, no, I'm something else. The screen goes black and Whistler's voice is heard telling Blade's story. He says, I found him living on the streets when he was 13, living off of the homeless. His needs for blood had taken over at puberty. I took him for a vampire at first, almost killed him until I realized what he was. Blade's mother was attacked by a vampire while she was pregnant. Unfortunately, he went or underwent genetic changes. He can withstand garlic, silver, even sunlight. He's also inherited their strength, but he still ages like a human. But by tomorrow, his injuries will be healed. Unfortunately, he also inherited their thirst. The serum is supposed to help suppress it, but time is running out and all of my efforts to find a cure have failed. Dr. Karen asked Whistler "While why he hunts them. He says he had a family once, a wife and kids, until one night a drifter came along, a vampire. Basically made him choose the order they died and he says we will kill as many of them as we can find, but it's getting worse because of frost.
0: I was thinking how tough Whistler is after all of that. Oh yeah, his medicine is whiskey and cigarettes.
2: Oh, for real? (laughs) Like he? I think that's all he lives off of. Yeah.
0: And uh, Doctor Karen, her name is Inbush Wright. Yes. Uh, She was in Dead Presidents.
1: Yes. Inbush.
0: I don't know how you say it, (laughs) but it's spelled in apostrophe, B-U-S-H-E. Inbush. She was in Dead Presidents. She um is she's really pretty and she seems like a good actress to me. She didn't do a whole lot of movies, but I found her Instagram. And it looks like she still celebrates her roles like um Blade and Dead Presidents. She had some posts about them and she seemed really positive. I really liked her when I sold that when I saw that one of her pictures was a caterpillar and she had lots of updates of it turning into a chrysalis and a butterfly. She responds to the people commenting, so go. Check out her Instagram if you want to talk to her.
1: Cool, so cool. We should have tried to talk to her before. I know I should have. I
0: saw it today.
1: Oh, good job. (laughs) Way, but I way to fucking do it. But I saw it. What a good producer.
2: Just wanted to tell you about it. (laughs) You're the producer, (laughs) by the
1: way. I've already decided you're the producer. We decided
2: today. What would the rest of our titles be? You carry all the fucking responsibilities. You're the
1: producer. I would be the... Chair
0: holder. I drop the ball a lot. Let's pretend... We'll call you
1: the chairman. Let's pretend like that's all I do for this podcast (laughs) is just sit in this fucking chair.
0: (laughs) Oh, no. Everybody contributes.
2: Dr. Karen goes in to check on Blade. She tells him, Whistler told me what you are. Blade tells her, you don't know me. They discuss how human versus monster... He really is, and I feel like they were really having a connection.
0: I feel like he's basically just a vampire. Like I couldn't really find a difference. What's the yeah. human
1: part of him? He can go out during the day. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's really about the it. Only
0: because he uses serum, but he could drink blood. He doesn't eat he, food. He ages. Does he ages pretty well, normally? Doesn't he he doesn't eat, eat food. Oh,
1: I have not. We don't see him eat food at all. But yeah. he's
0: got like strength and healing, so he's basically a vampire. You're a
1: vampire. Yeah. yeah what's there's no human part to him except that he can go out during the day and he ages a little normally but yeah yeah, that's
0: what i noticed i was like he pretty much is a vampire yeah In the next scene quinn is losing his shit
2: saying two of them against your entire security force deacon walks in quinn is begging to take out blade because he took his arm again (laughs) but frost wants him alive Quinn doesn't understand. He says we've been trying to kill this motherfucker for years. But Frost just tells him to be patient and keeps repeating that he needs him. And we find out later why. Now on the beach, Dragonetti is unmasked as the captive in front of Frost. Frost slings his arm over his shoulder and tells him to enjoy the sunrise then makes a joke about things getting a little toasty. Dragonetti's was born a vamp, he has never had such a pleasure as seeing the sun rise. He is now smoking up a bit and only tells Frost to do what he wants. He will never be a real blood. And Frost rips out his fangs with pliers. Gross. They all put on their motorcycle riding gear to avoid the sun's rays and circle around to watch Dragon Eddie catch a flight before exploding across the
0: beach. I thought that was interesting how all they need is sunblock and dark clothes. Yeah. To be out in That's the sun. It. Yeah. Just some sunblock.
2: Frost now arrives to the table of lead vamps. They ask what he's done with Dragonetti. He throws his two teeth across the table, saying he needs 12 volunteers. Back at base, Blade gives a piece of the book of Erebus to Whistler and says he thinks that's what Frost has been working on. And Dr. Karen shows up with supplies from the hospital to work on her miracle cure. She has learned that anticoagulants make vamp blood explode. And Whistler talks or walks off coughing. Blade tells the doctor he's got cancer. He realizes the, or she realizes the love they have for each other. But Blade just simply says, he makes the weapons and I use them. I think he tries to simplify it a bit more than the love he ha- they have for one another. He's too tough to admit it. Right. She says she's been working all night. Oh, uh, Whistler notices Dr. Karen's looking rough. She says she's been working all night, but when he checks her wound, he states... I guess we didn't catch it in time. You got another day or two at most. Then
0: walks off with, for what it's worth, I'm sorry. I wonder why he didn't just take her out right then. Because she knows all their secrets. She knows where they are. She's trying to make
2: a cure. He's just going to
0: let her work till I guess he's got to kill her.
2: That's true. Blade is out on the street during the day when he gets a mind call slash vamp call. From Frost, who's standing across the street holding the hand of a small little Asian girl as Leverage. Frost says it's an honor to finally meet him. He knows about his serum and everything. Blade notices Frost has slathered himself in sunblock, and Frost says it's a start. But the goal, of course, is to be a true daywalker. Frost tells him to stop denying what he is, the humans are cattle. They would never accept a half-breed like him. Frost wants to offer a truce. He wants to join forces, but Blade tells him his eyeliner is running and goes on to tell him you are nothing to me but another dead vampire. Frost calls him an idiot, grabs the girl up by her neck with what looks like only one finger. He tells Blade to be careful Blade says, what do I care? They're cattle, just like you said. Then he opens fire on Frost. Frost avoids all three bullets and some kind of Matrix move and launches
0: this kid plas- past Blade I into a food stand. I read some stuff about people comparing this with the Matrix, but the Matrix... The storyboards and stuff were already written and stuff. Like they didn't really copy each other. The yeah. bullets and the trench coats. It's mm-hmm. just a coincidence. It was just a thing. It was a vibe. And how um Victoria Fromkin was a linguistic professor from UCLA. She helped create the Pacus language from this TV series of Land of the Lost in 1974. Mm-hmm. So for this movie, they had her create a vampire language. But it was only used for two scenes. Whenever the vampire elder fusses at frost, and whenever Pearl yells about the blood, go- blood god, they also used it and repeat the same line that Pearl used whenever they meet at the park, the meeting they just had. Mm-hmm. The language sounds like Hungarian, and it also references Transylvania, but she also mixed it with Russian and Czech words. So they didn't really even use it that much.
1: At first, I was like, where is she going with this note? I don't understand what she's talking about.
0: Oh, the vamp it language. too boring?
1: No, I just didn't know who you were talking about. Yeah.
2: Yeah, she had said that um, she chose what she chose because the sounds which created, or the sounds created the perfect blend of menace and sophistication. Oh. The Russian cool. and Czech with the Transylvanian. It did
0: sound like a
1: yeah. pretty cool language. I thought they were speaking Russian, Slovakian. I don't know. It yeah. was something. So, according to Wesley Snipes and Stephen Dorff on the commentary, Snipes has thoughts of the scene where Blade and Deacon Frost face off during the day on a busy street. The issue with this scene involved scheduling realities and Norrington's uncertainty as to what he wanted. It was one of Dorff's first days, and the guy hadn't had the chance to figure out what his character was, let alone play the dynamics of the scene. Snipes tried to help, which was very delicate, and it paid off. He told Dorff we need more, and it finally clicked, resulting in a powerful interaction between the two. Stephen Dorff doesn't disagree, but he does add that it was an interesting day in part because people like David Fincher were visiting the set. He had also been rehearsing for hours and felt his performance was growing stale. So when Snipe stopped to pl- to watch playback and to remind Dorff that he's a producer and therefore has more to say on the... And that's the end of that note. <laughs> on the film the two grew <laughs> antagonistic the most in the most tense situations on a movie tend to make the best movies i, that, I mean it wasn't a bad performance i feel like it was an awkward performance i feel like they probably could have left
2: out this whole scene yeah it i don't just, really know what the point it was, of it was awkward and random and i was like why is he even like why is, is blade on his way to the grocery store where is he fucking going like why
0: is he even out and about he just wanted to try to go get for a walk on their side, I guess. I don't know. And they needed us to see again that he could day walk with sunblock. I guess. I guess they needed Blade to know. Yeah. It was something. It was pointless to me. At this point, I looked and I was like,
1: how? Better cut it out if it's pointless to Andrea.
0: <laughs> well, at this point, I was like, how are they going to go for another hour I was like, there's still an hour of the movie? movie. I know. There's an hour left. I was like, this has got to be almost the end. Are your pits okay over there?
1: I have one stinky pit. Just, just the one? Did life? you forget. I you just keep it. seeing
2: her lift her arm, and I don't know what's happening. I'm it's just concerned. so stinky. I have to keep I smelling it. something that. was growing. Okay. I have some deodorant. You have to keep smelling it? Yes. joel has got that good old natural shit. I, I got can't, it in my bathroom. It doesn't
1: matter. It's still going to stink. Okay. But it'll smell like frankincense on top of the stink. Frankincense stink. <laughs> Back at the
2: Batcave. Karen's telling Whistler they have to treat the virus with gene therapy. Rewrite the victim's DNA with a retrovirus. She starts injecting herself. Whistler wants to know if it's safe. But Dr. Karen has no idea. Stating, I don't have a choice, do I? She thinks it could work on her, but doesn't know about Blade. There's menacing laughter from above. And men in black are scurrying around. Their shooting starts taking place. Several of the bad guys get taken down before Whistler turns to Karen telling her to get out of here. He starts or he takes a shot in his leg. It to me, it looked to me like it was his bad leg. Like his I think so. Metal leg.
0: It looked pretty bad.
2: Yeah. Frost's Barbie vamp. Uh, what's her name? Mercury? Yes. Comes up from behind Karen capturing her off guard and Frost runs up and punches Whistler in the face. Whistler rolls over, saying, bite me and get it over with. Frost says, I ain't gonna bite you. Then stomps and kicks his head so many times, I actually had to look away.
0: Oh, it was really bad. Then he spits on him. That was, like, very graphic. I really had to look away. I was just like, this is too much. Stomping on his face is horrible. I was
2: waiting to see his boot go through. Yeah, Blade shows up. Looking for Whistler comes upon a couple of Frost's dead guys before discovering a body covered in a bloody sheet. He uncovers Whistler, who's somehow still fucking alive. He tells Blade, Frost took her and decoded the disc. He's trying to trigger a fucking vampire apocalypse. There's some kind of vampire god he's trying to resurrect. Blade replies, La Magro. Whistler says, you're the key. He needs the blood of the day walker. You are the chosen one. He says, you can't go after him. If he gets his hands on you, there will be an army of those motherfuckers. Blade is making a miserable attempt at cleaning Whistler up. Whistler tells him, you're going to have to finish me off. Don't want me coming back. I'm too far gone. Give me your goddamn gun. And Blade reluctantly puts it in his hands. Whistler tells him to walk away and he complies, hearing a gunshot as he does. Blade is now watching a video of Frost who starts by saying, By the time you see this, your friend Whistler should be dead. You can find us at the Edgewood Towers. Blade is now making all of the necessary preparations as he gets ready for his attack on Frost. Do you have any jokes? New jokes? Any jokes? Crystal's got
0: some pretty lame ones lately. Well, I tell a Wesley Snipes tax joke, but it's too evasive. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one, right? Uh, That's just a good one. <laughs> I also had a story about a family member that I thought was funny. Uh oh! But I'll cut it out if uh if it's not funny. <laughs> we were uh, driving somewhere. And I was like, "Uh, that light is yellow. And they were like, I stopped at a yellow light yesterday. I'm not doing it today. What the? F- <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, that's the same. Is that how that works? <laughs> I stopped yesterday. I don't
1: have to. Today. Well, I don't have to today. I'm not
0: feeling it. I thought that was funny.
1: Do we have any <laughs> new emails or do we wait until the end for those?
0: Oh, that was my. Oh, I had an email. What was it? I can't remember it. Now I was going to ask you about something. Well,
2: you might remember by the end.
0: Yeah. Why didn't I write it down?
2: I didn't remember that emails were supposed to
0: be the new jokes. I have both. I don't know which one we're going to do.
1: I think emails should be at the end, right? When we're talking about people contacting us. I'm
0: just going to ask you what kind
2: of funny shit she's got happening in her life.
1: That's a good one. But yes,
2: please do contact us so we can
0: talk about you. Or write us a fake email. We'll take those too.
1: We love them. Karen, Frost, and Mercury are sitting around waiting, awaiting Blade's arrival. Frost gives Karen an ultimatum. she, He can turn her or the body bag. She says, go ahead. I'll just cure myself again. Frost says there is no cure. Karen tells him there is if you've been bitten. And then she asks where he got his scar. And she'd had... He's just infected a virus, a sexually transmitted disease, which really <laughs> made me fucking laugh. I
0: see you smiling. You liked it that she was so mean. Yeah, she, she was so just funny. like, I was like, she S- just called T-D. him an
1: STD. <laughs> so he gets angry and says they're the top of the fucking food chain. She's the...
2: like, you're basically
1: chlamydia. <laughs> <laughs> the blood God's coming. And after tonight, you people are history. Anyone caught in his path will instantly be turned. And, okay, that's another fucking plot hole to this whole fucking movie. If everyone's a vampire, what do you eat? She was so disturbed by this. I have a note about that, actually. Let's go.
0: So whenever Karen and Deacon are talking about the cure, they answer the questions about how vampires would feed if everybody was a vampire. So they wouldn't really turn everyone into a vampire. They would keep some humans alive in giant blood bags and harvest them for blood You can see the blood bags in the doorway during this scene. And then later they make it more of a plot point in Blade Trinity. It's also part of the plot in the movie Daybreakers from 2009. Okay. So you turn everybody, but you don't turn everybody. It's dumb.
2: Maybe they just have like a daily quota. (laughs) It's like a farm.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I guess. A people farm. Yeah.
1: Blade's blood is the key. One of Frost's lackeys informs him that they have an intruder. And a bunch of dudes in SWAT gear are waiting by the elevator. They hear an engine revving, but they can't see what it is. And Quinn is explaining to Frost how badass Blade is. And Quinn, uh, not Quinn. Frost tells him to shut the fuck up. Blade comes crashing in on a motorcycle and he takes most of the guys out with guns. Deacon wants to know why he's hearing gunfire. He needs Blade Alive. (laughs) Oh, wait. But don't leave out his nice little Bluetooth microphone.
0: In his fucking ear.
1: (laughs) Like, what are you doing?
0: (laughs) Looking like a tool. Do y'all remember when people would walk around with those? Like, they're going to conduct business at any moment. Oh, my
2: gosh. It was the grown men that had, first off, the phones were attached to their belts. Handy. You got to have it. And they were running around with the shit hanging out their ear with their hand holding it in their ear like they were secret fucking service
1: agents blade kicks a couple of kung fu vampires asses and he (laughs) ejects them with karen's serums and they explode blade walks into frost's office and sees whatever little plan he has on his laptop a metal box opens and his mother is lying on a bed i just want to say real quick that nurse
2: karen truly changed their fight against Vance with her anticoagulant.
0: oh yeah she did a lot she's in the like exploding vamps left and right now i wanted to know how his mom's hair grows because now she's got like really long fluffy hair but at the beginning it was really short yeah but she got turned yeah right then they still aged a little bit though
2: yeah i, I have guess. one th- i have one note um where they were like the math's not mathing Let me see if I can... Oh, because she's older than Blade. I mean, Blade is older than her. The math isn't mathing, even taking into account the vampirism. Blade's mother is played by Sanaa Lathan, who was only 26 when Blade was shot in 1997. Snipes was 35 at the time, making him a whole nine years older than the woman playing his mother. Because I it guess it hurts my
0: brain that she doesn't age, not as quickly. But he ages a little. I yeah. don't know. It doesn't
1: mm,
2: doesn't make sense. There's some holes. Yeah, he's basically older than his mom. You like that? No. All the holes. The holes. I like them <laughs> holes.
0: You're not laughing, Crystal. I y, not like donut holes. Oh.
2: Except at work, we call them hoes. <laughs> some donut hoes,
0: Tracy. Gimme some donuts. <laughs> it's really important, Crystal.
1: Uh-huh. So Blade says, You died, and she said, but I was brought back. Deacon brought her back the same night she died. While he's distracted, Frost electrocutes him with what looks like cattle prods. He's found the vampire, bit his mother, and it was Deacon. Blade and Karen are being transported somewhere. Blade tells Karen Maybe when they get out, he will take her miracle cure. And Karen says there's one catch. If it works, he'll lose his strength and his ability to regenerate and he'll be completely human. And they arrive at their He'd destination. Be completely fucked. And it looks like an ancient temple with ancient writing on the walls. Ancient. 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 But it's like in Anchi- the ancient. Please stop saying it. It's like, like it in makes the makes me want to throat punch you so bad. <laughs>
0: I like how it comes up in every episode. I, didn't even, I need to
1: avoid this word. I wasn't even thinking about it. It's my favorite word. I should have
2: just said old school.
1: It oh, they do both. It irritates me as much as the word salmon irritates oh, you. Oh, I yes. do hate that word. I hate. Thank that you, one.
2: patron.
0: But it it um, so this abandoned thing is just in the middle of the whole city, like underneath. Yeah, the where building? is it? I
1: don't understand.
0: I don't know. It was just know. in the middle of the city. It There's so many
1: like. things in this movie where you're like, "How does that make fucking sense?" I Damn. wish I could
0: zone out. I would discuss movies like that when me and Justin watch them, and he's like, "No, you have to shut up, go turn away, your brain off, <laughs> and watch it." This
2: is why we're here now to have those discussions <laughs> that our
1: brains want to have. It's perfect for me. It was called the Temple of Eternal Night. Quinn punches Blade during Deacon's speech. He and Deacon says thanks and gets Blade's sword and tells Quinn to hold his arm out. Okay, so this it.
2: place is the place the place they're supposed to be to do the twelve. Yes, things. So
0: it's going to make them able the canister to day walk or the place of eternal night would mean that it's nighttime all the time. I don't. I. I don't know. I think they're
2: just wanting superpowers from Lamagra. Oh, okay. He's wanting to make him rise, and they're just
0: going to, I don't know, be vamp gods. I need everything answered ever, Crystal.
1: I don't have those answers. You're the producer, not me. I don't,
2: <laughs> don't want the title. So just be the secretary. I always I'll get be a secretarial
1: secretary. positions. I'll be that. Frost tells Quinn to hold his arm out. <laughs> He's scared. He is. He's like, but I just I just just got it back. I (laughs) (laughs) I think he should have cut it off. And then (laughs) I wanted him to. He looks like he's about to cut it off, and then he says, I'm just kidding. (laughs) It's pretty great. Quinn hands Frost the serum. Hands. (laughs) (laughs) So stupid. Frost asks Blade what it feels like, and Blade tells him to try it. He might like it. Frost throws the serum. Down whatever little fucking corridor pillar thing they're standing on, and uh, but we don't hear it smash. Blade tells Frost he'll be dead it's like a never-ending hole. Dead by dawn. I don't know what it is. Oh, okay. Because I have to take an elevator. To, like get up. Oh, okay. They take Blade away, force the board members downstairs, and tell Karen they have something special planned for her. They bring her to a room with four square holes in the floor and toss her in to meet an old friend. She's in a pit, and there are bones everywhere. She hears a moan, and it's her friend Curtis who is looks like bloody and she's rambling on about something I can't even know. Curtis
0: from the hospital. She yes. can't get away from him. Oh. <laughs> so why did they tote him all the way down there to throw him in that
1: hole? I don't know. To fuck with her. Mm. I guess just to like as they a torture device some for extra others. They needed an extra person. I don't know. I don't so he's know. he's turned into a zombie vampire. Oh. She grabs a bone and beats him with it. And while he's down, she starts climbing her way out of the hole, which is like a super... It looks like a slide. She's fucking tough. Yeah. They put Blade into a mold, is all I can really describe it as. And his mother's talking to him. And then she starts rubbing her face against his, which I was like, that's fucking disgusting. I wrote
0: that down. This is
1: gross. I put put, you. Yeah. She said she's killed and enjoyed it. She walks away and hits a button Well, she steps on a button and the other half of the mold closes in on blade and we see that it's uh cutting his wrist and it's bleeding him dry basically they place the board members on runes that are etched into the ground and karen makes it out of the hole she turns the mold that blade is trapped in and opens it up and she unstraps him and he falls down he's weak and needs his serum were we playing the boff mary kill game we're gonna do that after. Oh, okay. Karen tells him to take some of their, some of her blood and he refuses at first and then just drinks away. For a long time. Meanwhile, his blood is traveling down this path and dropping onto the board members' foreheads. Well, the lackeys are holding their heads up so it drops onto their foreheads. And Frost is standing in the middle and the drops on him too. Blade gets up and he's all whole and healed. His mother arrives and they begin to fight. Lightning strikes the temple and everyone who has Blade's blood on their heads. Blade kills his mom and the board members' souls fly out of their bodies. I'm assuming that's their souls. I guess it looked really weird how they... they have, they're have they like bat-like. And they crawl out of their mouths. Skeleton bats. Scary. Emerging from their mouth holes. Yeah. Blade jumps down and Quinn tries to attack them. Oh, uh, sorry. They all flew into Frost. All oh, those... That was a scene
0: I felt like they could have cut down a little bit. Yeah. They flew in and out of him for a long time. They
1: did. Could have just stayed in. Yeah. What's the point? <laughs> Blade jumps down and Quinn tries to attack him. Blade slices him in half and he dies instantly. And then he gets his sunglasses back. He needed those. They protect him from debris and ash. Oh They're yeah, right. expensive. Yeah. Frost lackeys are attacking Blade and failing miserably. It's because
0: they're fighting him one at a time.
1: Yeah. Mercury goes after Karen, and Karen sprays her in the mouth with vampire mace, and her head explodes. Blade sees his sword and grabs it, and Frost calls after Blade and says, let's do this. And then they sword fight with unrealistic swords. Blade, what is that word? Slices. Blade slices off (laughs) Frost's arm and cuts him in half but his blood pulls him back together frost beats up blade and calls him a little bitch and then he sees his serum wedged into a part of the temple he throws his little sword up there and then it moves a little bit and then it falls down he does a sweet little spin move and it drops right into his hand i love the lame-ass shit talking they do throughout this whole movie look
0: at you There's truly no lines happening in this movie. It's just shit talking. It's very comic book-like to me. Like It looks like the little comic book squares. mm It's
1: supposed to be. It is.
0: Yeah, they did a good job.
1: Yep. So, Frost jumps at Blade, and Blade throws the serum into his torso, and then, at the end, he throws one right into his forehead, and him and all the (laughs) souls in his body explode. Blade and Karen er exit the temple, and Karen... Needs to get back to the lab to cure Blade. Blade says it's not over. Keep the cure. There's still a war going on. and He has a job to do. He says if she wants to help, make him a better serum. The next scene starts in Moscow and a vampire is attacking a woman. Blade arrives. Roll credits. Good job. Then uh, a techno music plays. It's called Go Get On It by Kelly Reverb and Chad Littlepage. Oh, wow. Hmm.
2: Till I have some deleted endings. Um, In one of the deleted endings, the rooftop scene went on a little longer and issued a teaser at a sequel. Blade tells Karen to keep her cure because he still has a job to do. Only this time, Karen then tells him, you're on the clock, revealing a figure watching the conversation from atop a nearby building. That figure being Morbius. The ending was meant to set up a sequel in which Morbius would be the main antagonist. That was Goyer and Stephen Norrington's idea. Uh, But when Norrington left, that idea went with him. And that was from bloodydisgusting.com. Can I I read
1: the notes that I have on that? I wonder if they'll reuse that for the new Blade in a sequel. That would be cool. Michael Morbius was to be used as the main antagonist in Blade 2, but the idea was dropped. Marvel sold the character's rights to Artisan Entertainment to produce a standalone Morbius film. Did they make that yet? Yes. Morbius. In 2021. Mm-hmm. In 2022. It's I don't watch this movie. What's movies. his name? Jared those, Leto. Yeah, Jared Leto. The sexual oh, harasser.
0: Yeah. Is he? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I didn't read about him. I still
2: love him from my so-called life.
0: No, he was so cute on
2: Forever. there. Forever. So from gamespot.com, an alternate ending. Initially, the ending of Blade was going to see Frost literally turning into the blood god, Lamagra, which was essentially a swirling mass of blood. While that ending was shot, there were some of the creative team that knew that the script stage, or at the script stage, it was a bad idea. But the studio didn't believe it until they actually saw the shot. They felt it didn't have enough oomph. So they came up with a new version that cost a ton of money. New Line supported it. And that's how we got the iconic sword fight between Blade and the Possessed Frost.
0: I thought that was a good ending. I think a swirling CGI blood. blood Swirling dervish. When they did cut his arms off, you know, it did look pretty silly.
2: It says the first cut of blade brought extremely negative reactions from test screening audiences. This led to heavy reshoots and edits that delayed its release by six months in an attempt to make the film look less silly.
0: I'm sure it did. It would have looked real silly for him to fight.
2: (laughs) Yeah. A bunch of blood. uh, Yeah.
1: I had a note that answers your question to Pearl's size. Oh. Stephen Norrington stated that the cause of Pearl's obese size was the creature gaining a cannibalistic lust for infants and children as he loves to eat their hearts. That's pretty bad. That's the explanation that was given.
0: So what did y'all think of the movie? Did y'all love it? Hate it? I liked it. I think it's good. I liked
1: it when I first saw it. I I mean, I still like it now, but there are so many questions that I have. That's how I feel. Yeah. A lot of plot holes. There was a lot of stuff
0: I felt like went on a little too
1: long. Could have
0: been better. Yeah. But I I loved it when I first saw it. Oh, yeah, for sure. So just going off
2: how like in our last podcast, I was talking about how everyone's always trying to make a buck off of like squeezing these movies for Mm -hmm. everything they can. Blade creator, writer Marv Wolfman, and artist Gene Colan were given screen credits in the film's opening titles, but later sued Marvel, unhappy with what they believed was an unfair amount of money being offered to them. Their attempt at a larger cut of the box office return was heard in a court of law, but ended in failure.
0: So they they were the
2: creators of Blade. I wonder why they didn't win. Well, I feel like they got what they got, what they agreed they upon in more. the beginning, and then it became bigger than probably they thought it was. Oh, yeah. And they just wanted more of it. Like they made what, 140 million? million? Yeah. Is that what you said? Well,
1: 131,
2: I think. Yeah. So. And just a side little note, it said, um, this is from GameSpot.com. Norrington drew all the tattoos for Wesley Snipes. He even drew half of the sets. Cool
1: tribal tattoos, bro. Hey, those
0: were cool in the 90s.
1: I know my Everybody had fucking tribal (laughs) tattoos. She has a Bill Goldberg tattoo on her arm. A what? Bill Goldberg, the wrestler. Oh my. Wait, what? On her bicep.
2: What and why?
1: That was, it ab- was we the nineties. Watched- we went and watched uh WrestleMania or whatever it's called. WWE Raw some. Oh, you shit. saw one in real life? Yeah. I can't say mine or anything great. Good times. I got I the Ninja like Turtles. Are we doing Boff Mary Kill? Oh yes. I forgot about it. Tell us. Go ahead, Joe
0: Elevator. You're first. All right. It's your game. So I say you boff Steven Dorf. He's kind of cute and kind of a delinquent. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh you marry Quinn. Because he's got lots of girlfriends. You probably wouldn't have to hang out with him much. And you could avoid him most of the time. He seems oogie. I'm a human. (laughs) He's asleep during the day. I don't even have to see him. You're right. Gotcha. And I would probably kill that cop because he was annoying. The The Krieger Krieger guy.
2: Oh, yeah. Krieger. Gotcha.
0: So what you got?
2: I would boff Mercury because she seems like a freak.
0: Who? Mercury.
2: Oh, Mercury. Yeah. I would probably marry Abraham because he just seems like, I don't know, a nice guy, kind of. He could probably never say, I love you.
0: He's so tough.
2: Well, maybe if his wife hadn't been killed and shit. Yeah. You know. And I would definitely have to kill Frost because he's fucking dumb.
0: He is pretty dumb. (laughs) That's
1: why you just do it with him and send him on his way. So annoying. (laughs) All right, Crystal. I'm boffing Blade's mother because she's super pretty. Hmm. She is pretty. I'm and Karen because she's a hematologist. And is <laughs> That's trying, a good job. Trying to take care of everybody. I think probably take, like, to she probably take care of me. She's like, she would take care of me. That make, this makes I'm sense. I'm going to kill Frost because he's a fucking child. He is. You just do it with him. He's, he's a bratty he's little cute. child. Yeah. yeah. Shh. no that's <laughs> so what you tell him <laughs> he's a fucking narcissist his <laughs> he's he's penis no words. is probably
0: tiny mm.
2: i know it's probably big he's probably gonna hurt you with it because he's got something to prove to himself he's
1: got a tiny piece. <laughs> absolutely not his penis i never know low. where these are going
0: i love it what are we watching next week tommy boy By
2: so one by two votes two whole votes that's awesome
0: Close. no it's not well, she's it's not excited but i wanted excited. to watch the, the cheerleader. A cheerleader a funny movie i'm excited but, to but watch i'm a cheerleader funny.
1: is funny as well i've never seen it and then remember. the lineup for the movies after that are all food uh and for thanksgiving food based yes i can't thanksgiving ish thanksgiving ish love it are you telling
0: us or do they have to go to I'm facebook not Telling you no they gotta go to facebook you on to tuesdays
1: facebook. that's right to vote absolutely off (laughs) topic wow bye
0: thanks for listening please leave us a review wherever you're listening to the podcast find us on Facebook so you can vote on the next movie every Tuesday and follow us on Instagram and TikTok so you can see clips and updates about the show